With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. SCNZ, 3rd of Feb. It's just after 6 o'clock. Hope you're up and about. You're ready to rip into your Friday. I certainly am. Looking forward to heading back to the beautiful Hawks Bay to see all my whanau. And spend the weekend with everyone. Nice. Mum's unveiling tomorrow. So looking forward to going to see Mama and having a wee catch up. But, uh, yep, we've got a big couple of hours ahead. Stay tuned. Give us all your important messages coming through. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. A big good morning. I'm up in Auckland at the moment. So I'm seeing Robbie right behind me. So great to have you on the teammate. Doing a great job. Joey B in the house. And the one and only St. Kemp. <laughs> How you doing, bud? <laughs> morning, brother. I'm really good. I'm really good waking up this morning. Get a little. I, was, I knew too. I'd get a little text from you saying, "Hey, both, come pick me up." <laughs> um, so you know, it was good to good to get uh, get together early this morning. Big show, big week. Uh, lots going on. The good the good thing that I like about this week is the last weekend before the NRL season kicks off next week with the trials and of course uh, we've got the Indigenous game um, and the reason Nico Hines I was, I was walking yesterday on the way back is thinking about Nico Hines, Dan Carter like Craig Fitzgibbon mm. has obviously said man you need to go over there you're a great kicker you need yep. to go and work with the best and he sent him over here obviously while well, he's with the Indigenous to get some work done with Dan Carter, great work um, from, the, from Craig's foot Fitzgibbon and Nico Hines to get that done so um, really looking forward to that and everything else that's coming up we've got lots of lots going on What have we got coming up there Kempe? Who well, have we got going on our show today mate? It's a big show today and we're going to be talking some league but coming up after 7 we'll be taking uh, and talking development and pathways again yes we're back Adam Blair he will kick off his coaching career first year coach with the One Warriors SG Ball Cup team in the under 19 NRL competition so uh, we'll get a get a chat from Adam to see how he's going and what he thinks about flipping the coin, mate, from player to coach. Then we'll hmm. be heading down to my neck of the woods to talk to Comantina Bay's trainer, yep, Robbie Patterson, as he gets all of his horses lined up for a few good chances on Saturday's race meeting in Taranaki. He's got a few in there. He's got hmm. one in the Taranaki Cup as well. Um, Mary, what is it called? Mary Louise. So we'll have a chat to him about that after eight. We'll uh, chat Black Caps. We've been chasing them all week in India. And Kyle Jameson has been named in the team. So we'll get his thoughts on his inclusion in the upcoming series against the UK. The English boys, Baz, and it's Friday. <laughs> it is, it's the best day of the week where we get to rattle off the Friday tipple to close the show. Big show, big week. Can't wait to crack it up. Yeah, beauty, mate. Yeah, Kyle Jameson. They've just named the, the test side this morning for that England series. Tim Southey, Michael Bracewell, Tom Blundell, Devin Conway, Matt Henry, 
Kyle Jamison, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Henry Nichols, Ish Sodi, Neil Wagner, Blair Tickner, Kane Williamson, and Will Young to round off a pretty formidable side. So looking forward to having a chat to Kyle. He's been a name that's on it, been on everyone's minds at the moment. Whereas Kyle, how's he tracking with his back injury? You know, as a player that really made us stamped his mark on the on the cricket scene early. Got the, probably the biggest offer for an IPL player in NZ. Big bucks over two million dollars off from the top wow. of my head. So big money. Um, he's had his fair share of niggles as of late in Kempe. I'm pretty sure. The Black Caps would love to have him right now. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, just to, I guess when you're playing cricket, you know, look, I played a bit of cricket at school. Um, but I guess when you're playing it at that level, the bowling and the batting goes hand in hand. You know, so, so if you've got a good attack when you're out there and you're in the field and then you go and you've got really good confidence with your batting, but vice versa, mm. um, if you get put in the bat and you, and you struggle, then the pressure goes back on the bowlers to try and try and pull, pull them out of the bag. So um, getting someone of Kyle's, I guess, talent back in the side under the current circumstances, mate, they'll be jumping they'll be jumping out of the skin, no doubt. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. Got a wee bomb squad later on uh, regarding the cricket. Um, particularly the difficult situation that the Black Caps are facing at the moment. Uh, with a few uh, areas of work that they need to do. But Matt Henry and Kyle Jamison's inclusion into that side, it uh, really gives me a lot of confidence. And I'm looking forward to that series, taking on Bears. Oh, we the one and only seen Bears <laughs> in the country with England colours on and the England, you know... Um, the Rose... Emblem on his on his chest. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to react, Kempe. It's it's I, a funny sight. If I'm just thinking about it, it just yeah, it makes me a little bit ill. I saw a, I saw a funny one on Instagram this week when Owen Farrell um, he's getting interviewed and, and his dad. I played lots of football against his against his father Andy Farrell, great player. Um, but he's obviously got grandkids to Owen, and he's given them. Um, Irish oh, tracksuits, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and he's given his grand bo- his boys uh, his grandsons Irish tracksuits, and Owen's come home and they're in Irish tracksuits and see what are you doing and go well, granddad's given us some Irish tracksuits. You get, yeah, you can wear those Irish tracksuits when granddad's here, but you're putting that English jersey back on <laughs> when he's not. So um, you're dead right about Baz. You know, just, uh, look, look, I'm I'm always big on bleeding black. Yeah. I have been on. You know, people that black know caps me all know day, that, isn't it? Ah, uh, well, black, black, anything. I don't yeah. care who you, you know, who you, who you represent. If you're a Kiwi, like I came up in, a, in an era where the black jersey meant everything to me. Whether it was I wanted to be an All Black, I ended up being a Kiwi. Mm. Um, and there was no way in the world that I was going to play for anyone else. So you know, state of origin, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it looked great on telly, but it will never take away that feeling of, of getting my first black jersey. And I think with Bears, deep down, his heart is black. You know what I mean? So um, I think if I was, you know, and I've had a little think think about it. If I was in Bears's shoes, I would be going, thinking more of it as, like, this is great, I'm actually playing against my team. Yeah. As opposed to I want to destroy my team. And... You know, it's great to be in that competition where hopefully I can go out there and beat my team. I don't really want to beat them, but hopefully I can go out there and do that as opposed to, you know, well, I'm English and I'm, you know, how some guys, you know, when you look at the the, the Aussie team at the moment, the, the Aussie rugby league team, well, 
you got to spot the Aussie. You know what I mean? I don't think we're like that with Baz. So, mm. um, big well, here's series. Here's question: hmm? What anthem does he sing? Well, <laughs> God save the king. Have you ever noticed God of nations? Yeah, <laughs> you can. Well, he sing both. <laughs> <laughs> can he sing? <laughs> he can't sing. He can't sing. Sing to save himself. Double eight, double three. Big show today. We're talking cricket. We're talking a uh, bit of football, bit of racing, and, and plenty because there's plenty going on and. Um, it's an interesting situation that's taken place overnight there, Kempi, with the footballing sense. Um, New Zealand football thought they had their man, and they've done a full, well, they've been left out in the lurch, left out in, in the middle of nowhere, and now they're in a situation when they've got no one. And it's a really sad situation too when you think about it. Uh, this John Herdman Situation. Uh, I know. So tell John, us a bit about John, because I know I spoke to you. You, you know him. Yeah, I, I know John. We sort of we started off our coaching careers around the same time. He was coaching New Zealand New Zealand football, so he's not new to New Zealand football. He's a current Canadian coach, men's coach, and you know how well they did through the World Cup. They were great. You know, they were really good to to watch. And Johnny Herman, he's coached our, our women's team, um, and par- apparently, and I see the speculation. On New Zealand football being shoved out, saying, you know, we're not going to get involved in that journal, journalistic speculation. But the fact is that John Herdman, um, Herdman and Ufik Tale have actually come in and ruled themselves out. Mm. So it's not it's not speculation because they've actually come out and said it. So um, it got me thinking about, you know, that that and it's a massive problem between our national sporting officers and our professional game, is that we've got people that sit inside Sport New Zealand, High Performance New Zealand, and these national sporting officers that don't know the professional game. Mm. They've had nothing to do with it. They haven't been in professional clubs. They don't know professional athletes, and yet they make these massive decisions around um, appointments, uh, especially around coaching appointments, which in this case is seen to have backfired. Before they even had it signed on the dotted line, Kimpi. And now you've got a situation, Kimpi, with the, the Phoenix. Ufuk Tale is a, a quality coach. What he's done to that Phoenix outfit, they've made the playoffs in the last couple of years, a team that has struggled plenty of times, and he's come back and gave them a little bit more confidence and they're starting to win here and on the road. Well, now he's, he's a wanted man. He's, and their trump card was hopefully he'll get that all whites job and that will allow him to be able to do both and stay in the country. Obviously, New Zealand football didn't like that approach. They wanted an individual coach to be there full time. And so this is a situation for the Phoenix now. Ufuk Talei is going to be a wanted man. Whether he, he's, you know, he's already come out and said that he potentially might move on and, and look elsewhere. You know, he's done as much as he can here and he's achieved some things, but, you know, time goes on and you've got to make big decisions. So there's a situation now that, that even the Phoenix could be out with a, with that, without, without a quality a coach. coach. Yeah, and I guess when you look at it, the appointments of coaches, well, the professional game would be totally different. I, I can guarantee you the Phoenix will handle this differently. Mm. You know what I mean? There's uh, There's been no comment from them on the, on the back of this. You look at, let's let's have a look at Phil Gould and, and Cameron Seraldo. Like, full gold courted Cameron Seraldo. He knew him from Penrith. He made sure that he had him signed and coming to Canterbury before he even knew it himself. You know what I mean? And and when it was announced, there was no way of backtracking. And in this instance here, it looks like, oh, yeah, from a couple of conversations, a decision has been made to go to the press and announce it. Mm. Or just let the, let the slip of the tongue announce it. And you can't do that in professional sport. Because what the, the ramifications from here is, is that the players, 
that Danny Hay, if we remember and we go back to Danny Hay, says we were about professionalism and we don't like what the national body's doing because they're unprofessional and I'm bringing a professional attitude to here. The players are sitting in the background and they're going, well, we've been trying to deal with this in the the pathway with Danny Mm. and here we go again. You can't even announce the coach and get that part right. So it's a a real interesting, I don't think it's gone away and I don't think it will go away. Who they get is anyone's question. Well, two of the top candidates have, you know, let themselves, um, put themselves out of the picture. And John Herdman over in Canada, he's pledged his allegiance back to Canada. And uh, they're obviously hosting the World Cup in 2026. And he, he sent out a post and regarding um, and regarding the, the question, or, you know, the, the rumours that were circling, success at this level will always invite opportunity. I've received several offers in recent months, all of which... I've turned down, including an offer from New Zealand football to our Canadian players and our fans. I want to reiterate my commitment to Canada soccer and the growing of this program at the World Cup in Qatar. Our men showed the world that they belong at the level. I'm not going anywhere. We still have a job to do, and the objective is to take this team to the next level in 2026. So John Herdman has... well. Ruled himself out to take over New Zealand football. Ufuk Tale was told the other day that he isn't going to be considered, so he's ruled him <laughs> out. And now they're reading, would you do a, a, a U-turn? He said, hell no. Hell and no. I, don't, I, I agree with him. Well, I don't blame him because <laughs> he's going, you guys all. don't, you know what Ufuk's going, he's going, you guys don't know what you're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? So how am I going to go and put myself in that position when you can't even get this part of it right? I, I had a giggle when John came in, because I know him, and he's a fiery little character. So when he came out and he stamped his authority on that uh, on that post to say, I don't care what you're talking about, this is coming out of the horse's mouth, I haven't signed, I've got bigger jobs to do here in Canada and I'll be here. And, I'm, and especially when he said to my fans, to my supporters and my fans, I'm, I'm telling you, we've got, still got programs to build here in 2026. Um, you know, that's just the, the type of person. I guess why they really wanted John Herman, Herdman, because they knew... Of him and the of how he operates and, and what a, uh, an honest bloke he is. So, but I seriously don't know where they go. I don't know where they go. Well, just on there, Kempi. It's time for this. Can't wait. Question of the day. We're talking New Zealand football. It was all out in the public. Everyone knew the news. John Herdman was coming to New Zealand to coach the All Whites, Canadian coach, coming over to help out. Our can't wait question of the day. Was it the right decision from New Zealand football to let go of Danny Hay, given the struggles they are now facing to find a new coach? Was it the right decision from New Zealand football to let go of Danny Hay, given the struggles they're now facing to find a new coach? Double eight, double three on the temper bed post text machine. Or even better, give us a call, 0800 150 on the Kennards Hire phone line. It is at the top of the news at the moment. Overnight, John Herdman has turned down New Zealand football's offer to coach the All Whites. So was the decision to let Danny Hay go the right one? Let us know. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. It's 23 past six here on a Friday morning, and we're talking a bit of football. I can't wait. Question of the day. Was it the right decision from New Zealand football to let go of Danny Hay, given the struggles they're now facing to find a new coach, Kempe? No, it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't the right decision. And if you remember, Danny Hay went through a review by Don McKinnon, another high-performance sport New Zealand um, 
person that does all those reviews and thousands of them. And um, and they basically said that Danny Hay was too autocratic and too demanding, yet he got them one game away from a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and as we know, coaches are demanding. Like, I don't know, some of the, some of the readings in and around the report, um, I don't know why they were saying that, like, was he what, not too, he needed to be softer or... You know, players and players had too much say. Who's running the show? You know, mm. like so. I think when they when they made that decision to get Danny Howe, I always thought it was a um, a pretty rushed decision and brash decision to make. But I tell you now, it's playing out. Danny Hay is sitting there and going, "Well, told you so." Now they're looking at their under twenties coach to yep. be their coach. Yep, Darren Baisley uh, potentially taking over for interim coach. And there's another name that's been thrown out on the mixer, Scott Gemmell from uh, over in Scotland as well. So look, they're in a difficult. Sort of, I don't agree. Yeah, I, I think Danny Hay was was hard done by. Like for a team that had limited, very limited international experience, experience of very li- limited international opportunities to even play the game. You know, like when you're trying to qualify for a World Cup with a handful of matches, playing against these top sides, it's no wonder they didn't um, have an opportunity to perform and go out there. There's just no opportunity. So I think this is, this is bigger than just hiring a coach. This is a New Zealand football situation where well, they identified right now they're that. getting things wrong. They identified that, that the high-performance mm. team that were running the football team, they didn't work with them. The, the actual um, national team wouldn't work with them. So, yeah, it looks like the problems haven't gone away. Mm. Yeah, it hasn't gone away at all at the moment. We're talking football, and if you've got anything regarding the football, we'd love to hear from you. 0800 811 or double eight, uh, double three. We're going to attack a little bit right here, Kempi, because last night the Breakers continued their hot form Defeating the Illawarra Hawks, 91-81, coming back from a pretty slow start to really, well, head in the right direction. They're one more game away from that all-important runner-up spot, and you've got Gerald Brantley and Barry Brown, again, the two imports leading the way. And our good man, friend of the show, Tom Crombie, scoring 11 points as well. So, mate, they're flying. Modi Moore and the, and the Breakers, their 10th road win. Uh, you got to think only a year ago they couldn't even win anything. Uh, yeah. They were away from home and, and they struggled. And now all it just seems that if you've got a happy environment, you've got happy players, you get the results, mate. So oh, I'm awesome. Oh, I love watching the Breakers and, and, their, and their championship runs of old and the quality that they have. They're back into where they belong and yeah, they're showing signs they're not slowing down. No, and, and it was good to chat to Tom this week and, and talk about, you know, how they're feeling and they're, the players all buying into the, the Modi Moore um, mantra of wanting to get there, the 16 wins and how Modi Moore reacted. And then they go out and they play the two bottom teams to secure the top spot, struggle through it because, you know, there would have been so much pressure on them this week. Mm. But that little comment he made when he spoke to us saying, well, we know you had to go on the road and do it because we've been on the road for three years. And I just, I'm looking forward to them playing finals. I think they finish in second spot. I think they get the one next week as well. And uh, we see them have a run through the finals that they we haven't seen for a while. We know what the fans are like too when they do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Where know? would you? At uh, Spark Arena? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, man. Pack it out. Oh, it's so noisy. We go to the North Shore, mate. Take them back to the, to well, the hood. That's where I used to go and watch them when they first came out. Um and I used to head over there with Andre when he was when he was coaching the side, mm. and oh, so noisy, mate. Those guys behind, you know, they used to set up these these um, supporters right behind the away bench, mm. and just the banter. And you know, those you used to blow those long tubes up, and they just whack them together, mate. 
Honestly, if your kids ever had those, you'd be out the back with a screwdriver popping them because they're so annoying. And they like just... those cowbells, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Hamilton, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, so everyone's can't stand them. Everyone's trying to get their their, their best up on uh, on finals time, and it's good to see them back. Uh, I think it's 2008 since the last time of the finals. They should ban those cowbells, eh, Brett? <laughs> they should ban those cowbells. They're no good, mate. They hurt me bloody ears. But anyway, uh, yet yeah, they're taking on the Brisbane Bullets. They're the only team that stands in their way. Final game of the regular season to cement that runner-up spot. And, and just quickly, Kempe, have you met Modi Moore? Have you, no, I haven't. Have you been in the presence of Modi Moore? Look, uh, it's an intriguing one for me. Like He's come in. And in such a short period of time, and what he's been able to achieve, it's just, it's mind-blowing, really, mm. to be able to turn that team around in such a short time and get them back into second place in, in playoff contention, even championship contention, just makes me wonder, what's he really like behind mm. the scenes? Yeah, he looks pretty demanding, but he has the respect of the playing group. Yeah, young, you know, he does remind me a little bit of Andre Lamanis when, when Andre came over. He was in the same situation, you know, they, they were struggling, they couldn't get a win, um, he had this vision to build a, a championship winning team and then went on that run, mm. you know, of winning championships, ended up coaching Australia in the end, um, Andre. So I think Modi Moore coming in, he's the, the thing with it that, that I sort of would love to understand the mindset is it's been done on the back of COVID. You know, yep. we know how mm. tough that, that would be, you know, like so coming home and, and restarting, but it wasn't like starting from scratch. They've gone straight to second spot into the finals. Um, they're not there yet, but I think they'll end up in second spot and in the finals. So uh, they're the benchmark team coming out of COVID. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an awesome what we're seeing from, from the breakers. And, yeah, they were on the tour the last couple of years. And it, uh, I just see a really happy environment. And it would be a happy environment, knowing that you're going to sleep in your own bed in two days' time. You know, back then when they were travelling, there was so much uncertainty. A lot I of these players had to kids. Yeah, he hated it. He did. You know, I haven't seen my kids, you know, I'm on the road, and you could, you could hear it in his voice. But now, you know, there's nothing like being at home, mate bowl of ice cream and bananas and nuts and you know it's you get your own you get your own food your own sleep and you prepare really well and then they're going on the road well what well imagine coming up against them mm. they're just like well we've been on the road for three years mate we're ready they're ready they are ready to continue on sydney king standing the way to maybe potentially punching on to winning that championship in the NBL. We're talking breakers, we're talking football. Coming up, we've got some headlines with the one and only Joey B for our Friday. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Friday, we're here, boys. It's twenty-eight to seven. Oh, how good is it when you only work three days in a week and you get to celebrate Friday? It's so good. Time for your Bunnings Trade headlines at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. The New Zealand Breakers, as you boys were saying last night, came down from sixteen points down at half time to win ninety-one to 81 yeah, over the, the Illawarra Hawks. The Hawks are actually the bottom team on the table by quite a bit, so they won't be overly happy with how they played, but they will be happy with the results. 
Modi Moore actually said it was an abysmal effort in the first half from us in every aspect, but he was happy with how they bounced back, and they'll need that grit in the playoffs. And as you boys also mentioned before, Carl Jameson has returned to the Black Caps. He'll be speaking with us at 8 a.m. this morning. AJs Patel and Glenn Phillips, however, did not uh, make the squad. I'm sure there'll be plenty of talk about that coming up. And Paris Saint-Germain striker Carl Kylian Mbappe will miss the first leg of his side's Champions League last 16 tie against Bayern Munich with a thigh injury. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Those are headlines, boys. Beautiful, Joey. Hey, did you see him missing those two easy... Oh, well, they're not easy, but penalties for PSG yesterday? I didn't, I didn't actually right see it, front. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, back-to-back penalties and you miss them both. Yeah, yeah. Kylian Mbappe, one of the best players in the world. I've I seen it because George Bridge, he's over in, in France at the moment, he put on his Instagram and he has right perfect view and he missed them both. Oh, Kylian Mbappe. the seats? Oh, yeah. Man, that's, Bridge. What, that's what happens when you play for Montpellier. <laughs> yeah, you go over there and you earn that Euro and you were making millions. But no, uh, Kylian Mbappe, he is... Human as they come. Love it. Joey, thanks for those headlines. Just quickly, before we get into Quizzy Dag shortly, remember the Quizmaster, I'm ready for you today. And Kempi, you got to think cryptic. If you need a, if you need, you need any help at the moment, you're probably not needing any I help. Think I've given a, I think I've given one clue this week. Yeah. They've been on a heater. Well, they've been on a heater or has Robbie been up? nice? Robbie, come on, mate. Are you being nice, Robbie? I was being nice. Mon- Monday, Tuesday, two yeah. two days in a row. It was uh, yeah, Tim and Brett from memory <laughs> went five in a row. So I wasn't happy. Five for. I wasn't there on Wednesday, so I'm you not sure a five, how that went. You spent but... a five for yesterday. How'd you go? Sorry. You spent. Oh, you spent a tenner yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, spent a tenner yesterday on um on Brad's tip on um Lee, yeah, uh, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, three threes. And yeah, Brown got seven, Harden got six, so it was comfortable. But then Trey Young only just got three, but got the money. <laughs> got the money. Cheers, Brad. Cheers, Cheers Brad from Dunedin. Oh, dear. I was so I was so close to putting that on, Kippy. I was. And I went in to load it up on my account and says, your limit has been exceeded, so I've still got to wait one more day. So today's the day, and now it's going to be bad karma, and I'll go and lose it straight away. So, um, well done. Well done, Robbie. And cheers, Brad, for those b-ball tips. If you've got any more, because there's more NBA taking place today, let us know on double eight double three. And Brett's come through. Go hard on the cowbell and yell out, Missy Tero. <laughs> none, none of us respect the kicker stuff. This is Tainui. Get out of it, you cats. Oh, pretty. I knew it was you. I knew it was you from the moment I stepped into that bloody horrible stadium. That horrible city. No, love you, Hamilton. Good battles there. Good battles. I'm only saying that because my wife, she was there in the crowd when we lost both semifinals and she got sprayed and she was like, those Hamilton. They're not very nice down there. Crew are pretty brutal, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, you'll be right, darling. You'll be right, darling. Just quickly, uh, rugby, Kempi. I was reading the club championship. The club championship It's like the, you know, the, the, the teams that, when they're respective competitions, mm. the super, you yeah, know, yeah, they, the they're doing, they're the, talking about. doing yep. the league and they do it often. Potentially going to be, it's been touted for 2025 in the rugby sense. Right. Mate, something innovative, something entertaining, something new yeah. for rugby. I know. This will this will go gangbusters, wouldn't it? Oh, 100%. You know, finding the best club in the world. Imagine the support you would get around that. Imagine the people just thinking like, 
man, we're going to get behind our club. We've got a chance. You see it with um, Auckland Soccer at the moment, and they're playing in that world. world yeah. Um, what do you what do you call that? Do you call that a world club championship? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the similar type of um, scenario in rugby in in this country, getting to go up and play against the best up up in Europe. Unbelievable. That's what everyone wants to see. Unbelievable. Everyone wants to see a, a Leinster taking on the Crusaders. 100%. When they're like, that, that is something that just gets your mouth watering, knowing that you're potentially going up there or coming down here and you're having the two best sides from the, the south and the north going at it. Ireland taking on New Zealand Blues again. The, <laughs> I said Leinster. We're blue. I didn't see, reference oh. the blues at all. No, I was just thinking. I was just seeing blue. Do you yeah. blues this year? Well, the, the difference with it too is going up in that club competition. Um, they've they've tried it quite a few times. They eh? like they they ran one in rugby league in nineteen ninety six. I think it was seven where they had all the NRL clubs go up and play all the Super League clubs. Wow! And they played a home and away series. Yeah, and it was it was it was really cool. So um, I think that one they never really thought it out. It should have just been the top plane, not all of them. Um, so they've had, they've got plenty of models that they can they can look at and and see how it works. Um, I, I just want to see the format. Yeah, the format of it, like the format, will be the one to go. Yep, yeah, this is going to be really good to watch. So I've got a little brief format that they've thrown out. So twenty twenty five is going to be a slim down version. 2025 slim down version, then 2032 will be fully operating and, you know, everything will be going good as normal. It's a top four from down under playing a top four or top six situation yep. from the north. And you have those two, um, north and the south, meeting up and playing a, like a mini competition, mini which comp. is, well, I struggle to see that happening because that's already a congested calendar Right now, like the calendar is just all over the show. They can't even get themselves sort of let alone organise a mini competition and in, in somewhere during the the calendar yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, logistically, where do they play that? Mm. Is it played in the Americas? Is it met halfway? Do they play in the Asia's? You know what I mean. So, mm. do they go to Japan and play the competition over ten weeks? I guess those are the logistical issues. What that would they... you like? Would you like a top four taking on a top four, or would you just want champion taking on champion? Uh I think I think a, a good format was that they played a top four versus top four, mm. so you played against each other, and then you played champion champion, and you f and you had to fit it around what you were currently doing so that your form was there, you know. So don't because because the other part of it is you don't want to be playing it when it, like a preseason competition, mm. you want to be playing it in the middle of competitions when your teams are right in it. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. It's just the seasons are so totally different. So whether you you you're gonna have one one area that'll be happy, and one area that'll be hating it because it's so unfair. This is the wrong time. So like I said, it's 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 what we want and it's what the people need. But whether they can find an, an opportunity and a space for it is is the other question. So let us know what what do you think? Double eight, double three. The club rugby championship has been thrown out again. Twenty twenty five, a slimmed down version. How would you like to see it? Would you just want the best teams from north and south just going at it somewhere glorious, you know? Maybe head to Wembley Stadium and sell it out like Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk? Or would you love it to be down under? Or would you want a format, a top four, a top six? Let's head up and have a wee competition somewhere in the calendar year. Let us know, double eight, double three. And on that, it's time. 
to give me a call. 0800 150 811. Take on the quiz master, the is master. I'm ready. I'm happy today, and I'll give you a help. I'll give you a hand if you get a little bit stuck, all right? So listen closely. Give me a call. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did as and can be. But the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy. But Uncle's Clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 Quizzy Dag and TAB bonus bets. Don't ask Google all your slages. It's Quizzy Dag on what? It's Quizzy Dag. <laughs> Never gets old. Quickly, Kimby, have you ever had gout? Never. Never. Oh, don't lie. True, true story, true story. <laughs> I know plenty of people that do. We got told about my mate over Christmas yeah. who uh, got a tune-up from his wife because he heading over to Melbourne for a, a trip around the wineries and a bit of a surf, and he gets really bad gout. And she said, got to get yourself in shape because if you get gout, you're staying home. Oh, <laughs> I've never had it. I've never had it, but my uh, my dad's had it, and he reckons it is. Oh, it's like an uh, agonising pain in your foot. Oh, yuck. Anyway, let's rip into it. And someone's going to shout us plenty today as our next caller for Quizzy Dag, Brad from Dunedin. How you doing, brother? Happy Friday, Sally. Happy oh, Friday. How happy, happy are you, mate? Come on. Uh, we, we clicked on that power play. I shouted out yesterday. Oh, that was so good, mate. And I was so gutted because I put a limit on my <laughs> tab and I didn't get it on. But well done. And Robbie's nah. real happy because he put, it, he put it on as well. So you got him paid, mate. Have you, have you got oh, anything else? Boy. Another power play you can text through? Text it through, actually. Double eight, double three. Go have a wee look, see for us. And you never know, you might win another 50. You might go five straight. Good luck. Here we go, brother. Ufuk Talei was reportedly said the sail, the ship has sailed and won't take up the All Whites gig. In what year did he take over the Wellington Phoenix? Oh, um... Three. Been there that long, eh? Two. Um, one. 2019 is correct. Hey, good stab there, mate. Well done. <laughs> Question number two. The Black Caps test team to face England has been named this morning. Which one of the four domestic sides is not represented by anyone named in the squad? Uh, there's no one from Otago, sadly. Yes, mate. There's no one from Otago. What's going on there? Oh, well, Phillips should be in there for Nichols, like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Henry Nichols is a good test batter. He's not he's not bad. Ah. He's not too bad in there. All right, mate. Go on four minutes and <laughs> Alright, here we go. Question number three. What is the surname of the two brothers set to come up against each other in the Super Bowl? Uh the Kelsey brothers. Yes, the Kelsey brothers. Nice and hard, this one. Isn't it? This <laughs> quiz. Another five. <laughs> Robbie's rolling Robbie, his eyes. You're getting the sack. <laughs> you're going five straight. Here we go. Roland Garros is the second major of the year. 
and the next one on the calendar. Oh, and the next one on the calendar. In what month does it start? Roland Garros. Not for a while, eh? Um, Three, two. May? <laughs> I want to honestly call. Was that like a real stab or did you Google it? Uh, genuine stab. Genuine stab, and you're right on the money, and you're about to go five straight. And, well, seeing you got Robbie paid, he's going to shout us baps after 7 o'clock. I can't wait. Here we go. <laughs> Question number five. What team achieved the highest score and the biggest winning margin in the NBA yesterday, beating the Brooklyn Nets 139 to 96? Um, five, four, three. Oh, it's, it's Two. Delta, hey. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, everyone that's waiting there on 0800 apologise. I'm apologising right now for Robbie's with his hands in his head. We thought, he thought that was a toughie. But, Brad, you're too good, mate. You are too good. Now, shoot off. Go have a look at that TAB power play. Flick another one together because... Let's be honest, you don't need any more money. You got paid yesterday, but you got another $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way, bud. Hey, fellas, enough is never enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find another one. Uh, you're at the bottom of the list on Monday, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, We go, we go. <laughs> Give a good weekend. Here it is. It was uh, Brad, and he went five straight for the third time this week. I think we've only ever made it down two callers there, Kimpy. Yeah, something's no, well, it's going the on. Week. It's the quietest week I've ever had. I think I, I think I, if we go back, I think I've only given two clues all week. So, Robbie, Robbie, hi, lift your game. Ne- next week, <laughs> questions game. are going to be ridiculous. Who who won this random award in 1920? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. When you think it's going a bit uh, easy, you just chuck a real spanner in there, and they're like, "Wow, I've got to go back to the days before Wikipedia." Who else Sounds got the, Who else got some money out there? Double eight, double three. Text us in. Who else backed our man Brad's uh, power play yesterday on the basketball? Nine bucks at play. Three threes. Robbie did. He was the one in the kitchen. Me and Izzy, we were meant to. <laughs> I was meant to. I've got it. I'll listen today. So if you've got another one, let us know, Brad. Absolutely appreciate it. We'll shoot off. We'll come back and I love racing update from Kempi. The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you. It's time for our love racing update. It's been a week. It's going to be a big weekend of racing with meetings in Tarapa today, New Plymouth and Wingatui tomorrow and Tauranga on Sunday. So plenty of chances to have a look at some Good horses and see if you can get a big fill-up this weekend. Louis tipped out Dynastic earlier in the week as a Futures Derby prospect. Still paying 21s. Can't believe that because I thought everyone would have jumped on. And yesterday I tipped out Kiwi Man in race one today at Tarapa. So hopefully you can get a fill-up. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different today. Is I thought I'd try a little something different. I headed down to the Gap in New Plymouth where all the trainers in that meet to see if I could get some inside bully and maybe something with a little bit more juicy odds in Taranaki tomorrow. Kempi, Kenny here. Uh, New Plymouth Saturday, race three. There's going to be three or four probably fancied runners in the race, but I can't ignore the each way odds about number eight, explosive less. Uh, home track, senior jockey on, visor blinkers on, barrier four. You'd like to think it'll hold a position and hopefully fight out a hole.
There you go. That's Kane Sharrock. He's the racing blast. manager for the Sheik Al Sharrock. About a horse he thinks can do the trick with some juicy odds. It is a good race, but that's race three. Explosive Lass paying good odds to Lou on the fix at the moment. Um, is he in the fix at the moment? 18s and $4.80. Run a good race uh, last start behind a good horse. Uh, it was called Boasting, which has come out since again and won. So that's our Love Racing update today. Eat, drink and get racy. Round up your crew and book now at thegrandtour.nz. Oh, you just seem to amaze me every day, Kimpy. That is so beautiful. Explosive Lass, written by Jake Bayliss, carrying 55 kilos. How good, mate. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Kiwi lad, linked to Explosive Lass with a wee bit of dynastic to get your weekend going. Oh, that would pay a million dollars. There we go. <laughs> I, that's where me... 10 hours going today. Anyway, coming up, we're going to be talking to Adam Blair. He is coaching the under-19 side for the Warriors, and they've got a game coming up. So Adam Blair, all things Warriors. He's out of the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Oh, nothing to, nothing better to get you up on your Friday morning. Welcome in, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, bringing you all things sport for the next two hours. We've got a big couple of hours coming up. Adam Blair shortly. And then we've got Robbie Patterson talking all things racing. A big weekend to boot in New Plymouth. And racing is back in New Plymouth. So awesome, awesome to see it back in the regions. And then after 8 o'clock, we've got the one and only Kyle Jamison, as he was named in that test side to take on England. Well, Brad, he, he won the Quizzy Dag again. Back-to-back Quizzy Dags. Well, yesterday he won it, and he put it on a little... Power play, and he got that paid, paying nine bucks. He sent a few more. So if you can and you, you're willing, here's a couple. LeBum, I'm sure he's meaning LeBron, and Doncic <laughs> combined for 65-plus points, 18 boards, and 16-plus assists for five bucks. So that's a good one. Randall and Nikola Jokic combined for 50-plus points, 24 boards, and 16-plus assists. That is $6.00. And then something outrageous. Halliburton, double-double, and Doncic, triple-double and 11 bucks. That top one looks like the one for me, Kempe. The top one looks like the one to really rip into. But hey, before we get off and get distracted and talk punting and, and betting, we'd have a talk to our next guest. Yeah, it may only be February, but league is back, baby, and so too is our under-19s Warriors side. Yep, after their uh, debut season in the SG Ball Cup came to an abrupt end in 2020 due to COVID, the club will be making their return to the competition starting this weekend when they face South Sydney. It's exciting to see that pathways for our first-grade side are once again open and are in capable hands of Adam Blair. It's Blair's first crack at coaching, so we've got him on the line with us this morning. Great to catch up with him. The great man, Adam Blair. Morning, Blairy. How are you? Uh, morning, Kevin. Morning, Izzy. Nah, yeah, I'm really excited, bro. Really Mate, did, excited. Did, did you get a break over Christmas, or did you just go straight through the Christmas period because you're you're starting here <laughs> in your coaching career? Is no. that, that's what happens. You don't you There's don't get no a break, break anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I learned from the best Wayne Bennett, bro, and delegated all the roles to other people <laughs> uh, and made sure that I could put my feet up and uh, enjoy my family time away, so I'm... I've, I've learned some tips and tricks on my way, and that's what I've done. 
That's all I've done. Oh, Flurry, great to have you on the show, mate. And awesome to see the under-19s back, the pathways that it's created. You know, you think back to when the Warriors were so formidable and winning that competition is back, so it's great to see. Was this always part of your plan, to get into the coaching realm and, and t- test yourself out coaching-wise? Um. No, not not really. Um, I just feel like there's, there was an opportunity to give back some knowledge uh, mm. at the end, and I felt like um, that, that that was my calling is to not only not to be a coach, but to to maybe help help mentor or give my experience of, of my journey to these kids, and hopefully one day that they can go on to bigger and better things. But I just happened to fall into the coaching role because I guess at some stage, you're, if you're a mentor and you're coaching at the same time, so. I, you know, it's an enjoyable. I'm pretty a pretty relaxed person then, and um, like I said earlier, I just delegated all my roles to someone else. <laughs> That's what you do when you're the, the big dogs and at the top. It just you you said it before. You're very experienced. You've been in some fantastic teams. You've you've won some great competitions over the years, and now you're coaching a young group. So so, what is the difference that you've really noticed, and the obstacles and the challenges that these young players face these days? Oh yeah. To be honest, I, again, like you said, I've been through some some great um, organisations and coached by some great coaches. But I guess my my standards are really high. So mm. when I feel like you know the the kids aren't hitting those standards that I I think, um, I I get a little bit um, not I guess not frustrated, but just think to myself again about you know how can I get the best out of these kids because some sessions are really good. Some sessions are really poor, mm. um, but again, I, I go back to myself and, and just give myself a little bit of moment, and, and I just realise that some of these kids haven't been taught properly yet. You know, so a lot of our training's been about basic fundamentals of our game. A lot of the kids come in and they've just picked up some bad habits on their journey to where they are, mm. and a lot of our training's just been about executing the basic fundamentals consistently under a bit of fatigue and pressure. Hey Blair, you came through sort of a similar pathway yourself um, from mm. from Northland, you know, before you headed over to Melbourne. Do you, do you sort of reflect on those times when you were playing in that competition, and and how important is it to have this competition um, for us here in New Zealand? Yeah, Kempi, uh, again, I, I, same thing, and that's why I feel like you know I have an important role because I came through that little pathway and that journey, and yes, it is difficult. But if, if the kids are willing to learn and be coachable and approachable and they want to, you know, be the best they can, then I feel like there's an, that's the opportunity there for them. Um, you know, it's great to have it back in, in New Zealand again. Uh, these boys and, and the parents and every other kid out there can now see a bit of a pathway and a closer step into the first grade area. Um, so it's great for rugby league in New Zealand. Um, we've still got a long way to go. Uh, it would be nice to have... I guess you know how Matt sixteens and twenty ones come through as well, but I think we're we're not far off getting those those great competitions in, and then our pathways are up and going. I guess first and foremost we've got to get, try and execute what we're trying to do now through our our program for the SG board, and once that's all kicking off, we let the program speak for itself. How how far does the program reach, um, Blairy? I, I know like you've got some talented players. I'm looking for your your list at the moment. At names some some um, really famous names that are a part of your squad. But how, how far are you getting out to to reach? Are you, are you making sure you really get out to the smaller regions so they give themselves a chance to to have a crack? Yeah, and I think that's that's the whole process when it comes to these the SG ball um, trials mm. is to be able to you know be down in that Christchurch area, the South Island. I mean, they were down in the Waikato area and then up in the Northland area. We're trying to cover off everything. We know that there's a lot of talent in Auckland, 
Uh, but it's those little areas uh, that not many people go down and see where you may find the next ANA superstar. We obviously you've got um, Tanner who's down in, in Christchurch, so we've got a South Island boy. We've got some boys from Rotorua in there as well. Nice. So there's some some quality of kids all around the area. But it's important for our, our guys that are going out and IDing talent to get around and get to those local areas as well. Larry, just tell us, mate. You know, because you've had plenty of them. Uh, you headed to Melbourne early, so you bellyache, and then made that uh, wonderful run through the New Zealand team playing 300 games for the Kiwis under Mooks. What sort of coach are you? Are you, are you <laughs> a bellyache that loses it in the box? Or are you just nice and passive like Mooks, just sitting back, analysing everything? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm hands-on, eh, Kempi? I, 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 find, I find myself buddy, wanting to protect the... Oh, I, You're still I out there carving them up? <laughs> I'm still out there with the boots on, and and I feel at at this stage of the the development and journey, and where we are as in kids in New Zealand at the moment, I feel like that's an important part of the coaching is is getting out there and not only telling them what to do, but showing them how to do it. And I feel like I've given some boys some extra work after training. I've had to jump in there because I feel like if I'm just telling them to do extra work because this is what they need. I feel like I better go out there and show them how to do it, just so they don't look at me in a funny way and go, "This fellow's just telling me rubbish. He just wants me to run," you know. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm obviously relaxed, but I'm, I'm hands on, but I'm really firm and stead and and really honest with what I want from the the players. I, I like giving them honest feedback, and I want them to be accountable for their actions, but I also want them to be able to have a conversation with me as well at the same mm. time because the only way we can help these guys go to that next level, especially in that communication spaces for them to be able to open up. And we've got a lot of obviously island Pacific boys, Pacific and Maori boys. So um, we are quite quiet and respectful, yeah. but we can still be that, but we've got to be open and honest and accountable at the same time and being able to communicate. Hey, Blairy, when you're looking at the, when you're looking at the side, you look at, you know, your own career, do the club use you uh, analytically to say, you know, do you think of any of these that any of these players can actually kick on? And and on that question, is there some players there that you think of uh, future first graders? Yeah, I'm 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 really excited. We've got a strong back five, um, and I'm really excited for those boys. A lot of those boys had some some big honours in in the rugby realm as well, but obviously all most of them are league players. But there's some some good outside backs that um, an athletic, a robust, everything that you're looking for. But again, when it comes to comes to just IDing talent, they've still got to put in the hard work, and we know how hard it is. And that's why I feel like it's a good it's a good place for me to be, is because I've I've been through it all. I know what it takes mm. to get to the top. I know the sacrifice you have to make. I know the people around you are going to be the the important most important people around you is going to be your family, and they're going to have to be committed and make a sacrifice for you. So I feel like there is talent in there, and I would say they're all talented. And at some point, but mm. the hard work is is the one where they'll it will trip people up uh, if they're not committed to the program, if they're not committed to working hard consistently every single day on and off the field and away from the training ground, then that will trip a lot of the players up. Well, what does um what does success look for you look like to you, Blair? Like uh, you obviously want to win and you want to go out there in performance, but you know what what does a successful year look like in terms of the SG Ball Warriors team? Yeah, again, like you said, it's it's been at the top. Um, but again, it, it's progressing and getting better with every game that we play. 
Um, and I feel like that's been our training sessions too, from, from day one to where we are. You know, they weren't the fittest group of boys, but I feel like they're in a better shape than they were yep. when they were um, last well, last year or where they are now as well. So I feel like it's just consistency with their performances, but then making sure that they get better week in, week out and not coming up with the same basic mistakes if we're making those mistakes all the time. But it'll be nice to be up in the top um, yeah. playing finals footy, that's for sure. Yeah, beauty, beauty. Just quickly, Moi Moi. Uh, you got Moi Moi Styles, Smith, Iramia. Any relation? Uh, is that what? Which ones? What, who are we talking about there? Our front row. Yeah, pa- Patrick. You got Patrick Moimoi, Eddie Edamia, and then you got Tanner oh. Stowers Smith. Are they related to like you know Lama? And then you got Fui Fui Moimoi. Over. Uh, I don't think Patrick <laughs> related to Fui Fui um, Edamia. If that Moimoi is like the Fui Fui, oh wow, we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he is. He is explosive. He is strong. He is quick. So um, you know, all those boys. Uh, are really good. Those the three that you just named. They're they're actually really good, um, good kids and also um, good players as well. Hey, quickly, Blairy, just uh, be remiss of us not to ask him. What do you th- before we let you go? What do you think of the first grade chances this year? How are they looking? Oh, uh, Kimpy, I've been busy, bro. <laughs> 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 I've, I've been busy. Got a real I'm job, eh? Hey? You know what I mean. I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> I guess the, my focus has been, you know, but has been the, the kids and making sure I get the best out of them and doing my job for them and doing my due diligence around making sure that they're prepared and ready to go. But I do think um, from being in and around the space at times, um, I do think uh, Andrew Webb today has um, changed their mindset. I know that I'm speaking to someone like Chance. I'm speaking about how quick they do things compared to the, cam- uh, the cameras. And I, I got a bit of a shock there because... You know, Canberra's a really good um, organisation that have, have done pretty. They've been quite successful uh, coming in and, and talking about how fast training's been, which is is a highlight because I feel like that's where they need to be better with our transitions, with our being able to move quick around the fields, uh, those kind of things. So by getting that feedback from Chance, I feel like they're heading in the right direction. Mm. But again, it's it, we haven't even started. Mm. Um, we've got some good good players out there. Yeah, again, it's it's about how you're going to get the best out of the, each and every individual week in, week out, consistently. Eh? Yeah, good, good call, yeah, Larry. Hey, all the best for your uh, your first um, kick, kick in the in the coaching. Couple circles, of grades will be coming through, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't. I might chop my hair now then. <laughs> yeah, don't turn don't turn grey too early. Uh, go well, mate. SG Ball, how good under 19s got a big record under the 20s. Obviously, when we had that grade going, so I know we'll go well. And uh, all the best against Celsius this weekend, Larry. Thanks, lads. Appreciate it. There he is. Adam Blair. Oh, mate, great. Great man. A lot of time for Blairy and what he did on the on the league field. Can play. He can play. He can experience. I'm sure these young, they are kids, Kimpy. I remember they're kids. And, and I love hearing that. Like he's he's enforcing good habits on them at an early age, but also enforcing life habits as well, which is, which is what it's all about. He's been a kid and he's been in those environments. So he's got a lot of experience, but he's also a father, which is what he's kind of, what I'm getting the impression he's leading into. Yeah, just the experience is the big, big word um, there, you know. Like, and he's come through the, the exact same pathway. You know, he was playing in this grade in New Zealand. He went to Melbourne from Northland, went on, kicked on to an international career, which we all know about. And now, he's back right at the beginning, giving all that that prophecy that he learned back to all these kids. You know, so um, I think I think it's a really good appointment having Blairy there at this age group. 
especially in the pathway system that we've got in New Zealand because he knows how difficult that is. So all the best to the Warriors, and it's great to see the pathways back. You're yeah. talking, talking 21s and 16s. We get those back, then we've got more chance of keeping our kids here in New Zealand, which is, you know... I'm one of those kids that went from here straight to Newcastle. I would have loved to come to New- into a club in New Zealand and stay home and be able to travel home on the weekends when you get a break. And, you, know, you, c- you couldn't do it back in those days. So the Warriors, for me, should always be every kid's first point of call um, or first point of choice when they're picking an NRL club to go to if they come from New Zealand. Well, speaking of pathways, Kempi, I'm going to pave my way straight over to that restaurant (laughs) and get us a bap and a nice sweet coffee, and we'll come back with Izzy's Bomb Squad. Yes, on a heater. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Izzy's Bomb Squad. What does Gary Stead and Gavin Larson do about the current situation plaguing our Black Caps at the moment? For years, we have been blessed with talent and been through a golden period. And even those, even though these times were kind of predicted, it has hit them like a ton of bricks. A couple of predict- predicaments that are plaguing them right now. We seem to be feeling the absence of Trent Bowl more than I anticipated. His absence has been felt more than people probably thought it would. Being a tall, fast bowler bowling 150 kilometres an hour isn't enough now. With the quality of batsmen we are facing, players need to be innovative with the ball and be able to shape the ball for long periods of time and continue to bowl to a plan in partnership. At the moment, I'm struggling to see any of that solution. If I was a young bowler, I wouldn't look any further than our very own Daryl Tuffy. Love Daryl Tuffy and his ability to shape the ball. Uh, whether it be the first over or the 30th over was why he was considered to be one of our best bowl to a plan and try and pressure these batsmen to make poor shots too. What do they do with the Finn Allen situation? This current situation that no doubt will be playing on their minds. What do we do? For me, it's simple. You've got to bite the bullet. Put your egos aside and make the change many are asking. Guptill needs to be part of the conversation again. Domestic cricket is not international cricket, and he has proven that. I'm saying that they are highly, in saying that, they are highly unlikely to do this. So I say it might be time to send Finn back to domestic cricket to gain some confidence and find his mojo again and give around, uh, give Chad Rowe an opportunity, the young Canterbury Kings cricketer or maybe even potentially George Worker who has been flying for the Auckland Aces. See what Finn can do back in the domestic league and maybe a recall will be beckoning. Time is not of the essence. As remember, the T20 World Cup is around the corner. The time to make the decision is now. Good work. And of course, we do need that. Any chance? If you're a coach, Kempi, if you're a coach and you've been a coach, how, how do you how do you approach this game? Knowing that his confidence has been dented so much already, and I've been on the other side, and you never want to be dropped, and you never want to be you know going back and, and trying to find your confidence. But I just at the moment it's not working, and and I just don't see Gary Stead and, and Combe making a U-turn and going and getting Guppy. So what is the solution? Do they go and find another young cricketer around the country? Oh, they move the, they move the, the well, batting they order. They change the batting order. They move the batting order, which I, which I think they need to do. I think um, yeah, one of the conversations that would be happening around the, the coaching table at the moment would be that confidence on, on Finn. Um, if they do go in against the English and he, and he, and he bats poorly, mm. it, could dis- it could actually destroy him. 
So um, I think that we we might see a little bit of a shift in the batting order. Oh, look, I'd bring Guppy back, but he obviously hasn't. You know mm. what I mean? Um, so you've you have got a team there, whether or not he sticks to 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 the the I guess the team that's struggling at the moment, and and coaches do do that. Mm. You know, they'll go, well, it's it's going to get better, it's going to get better, and they have a whole faith in that um, process. Uh, but at the moment, it doesn't look like it's getting any better. No, he's, I think he's been overcoached. He's just lost his, his aggressive nature, his positive intent, and he's just second-guessing himself or I, from watching. I don't know, I'm from Bar Soap, but from what I'm seeing is he's probably been told to, to bat a certain way. And Finn Allen is, is, we know what he is, he's an aggressive opener and he loves to swing from like? ball one. For me, it just looks like trusting his his first instinct at the moment. I think he's in two minds whether to go for it, whether to, to, to just play it around. And that's why he was selected. We want him to go out there and never fear the year, as Baz always say. Never fear the And what fear did, what did the Baz do to, the, to his batters when he took over? He, he unshackled them, took the shackles off them and just allowed them. He'd rather them go out there, get out, having a crack, than get out second-guessing yourselves and, and you know, playing a half hour shot. And so, I don't know, I, I get a sense that's the case for Finn Allen. Mm. And I don't think... Uh, look, Martin Gupto, I feel like he's good enough to go um, back a, and perform at that level. But is he the future? No, he's ageing and he's and he's getting on. So we've got to plan for the future and you've got to look around the country and the young talent that is coming through. I think that's the, the most genuine option. But, yeah, the T20 World Cup's only uh, you know, half a year away over in India. Difficult place to go on tour. We've already seen what they can do over in India. So, look, the time isn't of the essence. And um, that's what's what's happening at the moment. So let us know. Double eight, double three, Finn Allen, what do we do? What do we do with young Finn? Do you give him an opportunity? 0800-150-811. Do you bring Guppy back? Or do you just bite the bullet and just continue on down this track? And just on the seam bowling, um, right now, I just... I'll just go back and look at, at those quality players. Like you look at Glenn McGrath, one of my favourite bowlers of all time. Glenn McGrath, 130 clicks, but raw, always hit the perfect spot every time he bowled. Bowled to a plan. He could seam it away. He could seam it into you. He could swing the ball both ways. Very, very good. I think we've got out-and-out out speed bowlers at the moment, but they're pretty erratic. And, and their kind of plan and their their approach to, to the way that they're bowling is just not paying dividends at the moment. So, yeah, a bit of change is needed for our Black Caps if they can go forward. So that was uh, my bomb squad, Kempi, regarding a bit of cricket. Just a little bit worried. But, hey, got to keep the faith because that's what we do on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Coming up, we've got some headlines with Joe. And uh, before then, and our choice is floor and pole too. There you go, Joey. New Year's carpet sale on now, so I'm looking forward to that one. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. I heard Jesus lost his mind on a night out. Eyes wide open, dilated, but he's fine now. 
27 to 8 here on SCNZ. You listen to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Time for some quick headlines with Kennard's Hire. The Breakers won last night to uh, get one step closer to becoming second on the table. They just need to go over the Bullets tomorrow night. Boys, I don't know if you've seen this, but the World Pool Championships are on. How good. It's on right now on Sky Sports 1. You can watch it with your coffee. Shane Van Boeing is looking to defend his title he would be the only, only the second player in history to defend his title if he did so. And I saw uh, Izzy last night. You're on the project <laughs> Clubhouse Rescue Premiers tonight. How good's that? It, what, what are you boys up to? Yeah, yeah, it does, Joey. Uh, uh, premiers tonight on Bravo. Uh, we head to Hibiscus Coast Football Club. It's in dire need of some uh, renovations. And look, me and B, we get our hands down and dirty, and we rip into it. And well, the magic of TV makes us look good, but we're not handy at all. But it's good fun. You'll really enjoy it. So make sure you watch seven thirty tonight. Actually, I've always meant to ask, like, don't don't take this the wrong way. But do you know? Do do you wear makeup when you're on TV? Yeah. You did. Okay, good. Do I look good? Oh, <laughs> you're tons, pretty, I'll be honest, of it. I'll be honest, you look pretty good. Like I was I was at my parents' do last I don't night. look good now? No, I mean you do, but mum's like, oh, is he a good looking fella? I'm like, yeah, I guess so, mum. Anyways, oh, uh, cheers, Mrs. Bell. <laughs> when a 1.7 ton Kubota excavator with the Kennard's higher. Okay, boys, now also time for the choices flooring poll. Um, this is a bit of a weird one, but yesterday I was talking to my new neighbour. And I was saying, you know, like, <laughs> and, you know, I've just seen it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just, um, I leaned over the fence to, like, pat his dog, you know, because it was barking, and that's what you do with a barking dog. And he came up to me and he said, like, hey, Matt, how you going? He introduced himself. And he said that he's actually moved in because his house got burnt down about a month ago. And his, um, he was away, the alarm went off, his neighbors heard it, and, like, found the spare key and went inside and got the dog. Um, and so, just what a saviour, you know. And so I thought, mm. who do I want by my side in a crisis, you know? Do Ooh. I? And, and definitely none of my flatmates, they're useless. <laughs> so, like, would it be maybe Kane Williamson? You know, Kane Williamson, he, he's, a, he's a smooth talker. He'd, keep, he'd be ca- very calm in a crisis. Yep. Would it be the great Richie McCaw? I see that he's doing coast-to-coast coast coast next Friday. Life-threatening crisis, isn't it, Joey? It's a life-threatening, okay, yeah, yeah, life-threatening crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would it be Richie McCaw, Adam Blair, who we just heard from? He, he seemed like he, you know, he's pretty calm and, <laughs> and understanding and emotional Would it, and brave. Or would it be Kempy? We, yeah, we spoke about earlier in the week. If we get flooded and we got stuck in here, would Kempy swim us out? I think he would. Or would it be your mum and dad? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would. You would, Kempy. Or would it be your mum and dad? Like, I think for me, uh, if I have a crisis, you it's, got none it's of mum. the above. Or can you put none of the above above? What's your pick, Izzy? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if Kempi would wake up with us snoring. It's probably oh, drown out the smoke alarms. <laughs> so get on. I think the crisis won't be avoided if Kempi. Nah, look, that's a good one. Um, I'll probably go Richie. Yeah, I'll go Richie, mate, because he's tough. He got you out of plenty he's of courses, didn't he? He got me out of plenty. <laughs> Kempi, tell you those in secrecy. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll go Richie McCall. There you go. Who you go, Kempi yourself? Hundred <laughs> percent. I'll tell you what, safest bloke you can hang out with. If there's a crisis, jump and get behind me, Joe. We're going out the front door. Beautiful. There you go. There you go, boys. That's your Choices Flooring poll. Start this year off in style at the Choices Flooring New Year's carpet sale. I think I'd go for, I think I'd go for Kane Williamson. He's just got such a calming prison. I feel like me and him would get on really well. 
Yep, Kane. You'd be able to carry each other. Yeah, mate. I lift, <laughs> honestly, how much do you weigh? I lifted you up this morning with one arm and it was so light. You know what's so embarrassing? Actually, I went to the zoo with my girlfriend the other day and you know how they have the weights, the scales by the elephant's yeah. enclosure? Yeah. Was, uh, I weighed my, oh, she weighed herself first. She, you know, she, good weight. You know, she's a real fit. Anyways, and then I weighed myself, I weighed myself after. And, you know, like. What's a good weight? Don't. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm not. She's going to talk to you for another two days if you continue down this line. Move on. That was Joe realising, like, I'm just, I shouldn't say a weight on radio. I'm going to backpedal and go to something else. But, anyways. What do you weigh? I weighed 67, and she was like, oh my God, I can carry you. Yeah, I know. Like, almost anybody could carry me. She's a foot shorter and she could carry me. 67? <laughs> yeah. And i tell you what, Joe, she would be carrying you out of crisis. Oh, she definitely would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 67. <laughs> that is light, mate. And That's I found 10. it when I picked you up. So I was like, wow, wee. <laughs> Who's doing the picking up in that relationship? Anyway, sorry. We'll move on and we'll come back because we got uh, Robbie Patterson. We're going to be talking racing. Just before we shoot off, we'll read a couple of these messages coming through. On the temper bed post, text machine double eight double three. Adam Blair as a coach, he will go very well. It will be a big interest of mine watching his progress. I had a bit to do with Adam in New Zealand. He had just flown in from the USA, and his connecting flight to Brisbane was all mucked up. Uh, and flight was closed. A bit of an urgent work, and got it opened. And him on, he was ecstatic because he had to be in Brisbane that day. I'll never forget it. To reopen his mates and favours, Adam gave me his Kiwi track shoot shirts. And he was uh, over the moon. That is from Kevin. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Blair's, Adam Blair's progress through the coaching ranks and seeing what he's able to achieve as well. There's a couple more messages there. We'll get to those shortly, but we'll shoot off and uh, we'll come back with Robbie Patterson. Yes, welcome back. We're 15 away from eight and we're going to talk some racing. Sure, I just want to really say to Joey, you've really put yourself, put your foot in it, mate. I hope you know what you're walking into <laughs> when you head home, brother. I'm roses, so screwed. Roses, about 50 of them, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> take the take the tip. <laughs> All right, who we got coming up there, uh, Kimby? Yeah, well, well, while Louis's been away this week, I've been tasked with providing the love racing updates and I've been doing a pretty good... Good job, if I don't say so myself. Great job, Kimmy. Of course, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you or anyone, given <laughs> I grew up in Taranaki, and we all know New Plymouth men have a superior knowledge when it comes to the airquine. Our next guest is no exception. We have trainer Robbie Patterson on the line ahead of us um, in this weekend's Taranaki Cup. Morning, Robbie. How's things down there in the gap? Yeah, uh, pretty good today, uh, Kimmy. Is he? Um, yeah, no, it's uh, a bit of a... Uh, Drizzly old day in the necky, but uh, pretty quiet as gap because Alan Sheriff's right at sales, so it's pretty quiet, mate. <laughs> it would, oh, yes, that's right. He's been up here a week. He's got a few too, Robbie. So adding to uh, adding to the stables up there is going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty tight. Uh, like seriously though, are you pretty with me and just superior in every way, Robbie? Oh, jeez, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, oh, we're having a good run with the with, with the uh, horses. Um, uh, I wouldn't say we're superior in everything, mate. <laughs> uh, you're doing a good job. It's great to have racing back in New Plymouth. Obviously, been for a pretty tough old time. But just quickly, do you pick up any horses at the sales yourself, Robbie? Uh, just, I just I bought one uh, for some clients. Um, and uh, there's another couple of clients that have, uh, that have bought some um, for me. That, yeah, so I've, got a, I've probably got three all up, I think. 
beauty. Nice. You spent some spent spent a bit of cash, as did uh, yeah, I saw quite a few people from Taranaki up here at this at the sales on Monday. It was, it was great to see it back out and running, Rob. Um, it's a first at New Plymouth tomorrow. How how's it looking, mate? After the tracks had all that work done uh, when those people went on there and tried to ruin it. Yeah, the old tree hugs uh, tried to make a mess of the place, and um, it, uh, uh, it, it, it's taken a while to establish itself, but it's really established itself now. We've had real good growing weather uh, with all this rain that we've had. Um, no, it's looking really good. Uh, the track, uh, we get a fine day after the drizzle this morning, and um, there's a shower in the morning. It's probably going to run about a slow six, but it'll be a pretty good track, I think. I don't think they'll be leaving the rail that much, I don't think. Well, in the first at New Plymouth tomorrow, you have one bold cat. He's looking pretty impenetrable on his home track at the moment. How's your confidence levels? Yeah, really good, Doug. He, he, he's worked that real good leading up to this. I gave him a professional after Hara. Um, ladies' man came and whiplash when he went past him, and uh, he just took a few days to get over that. But uh, he's bounced back, and um, he's a really lovely horse, very genuine, very honest. And, uh, yeah, and he loves his home track, and with a little bit of... A little bit of uh, sting of the track won't worry him, and um, now I'm, I'm very confident he'll go to the race. The fella. Yeah, you've got a few in tomorrow, Momento and Unleashed in the third. Who are you favouring in that one between the two? Oh, the big Momento, he's a lovely horse, uh, but he's a staying horse, and he's been in work for about nine months, so I've got to give him a run. Can't keep bleeding the owners too long. Um, so uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, he'll go back, and uh, and um, He'll be running home strong, but unleashed, uh, she went super at Trentham over a thousand metres. I put her back to a thousand because she's quite a free garden horse, and uh, and uh, and she rounded the race off real nice. Uh, Rules are back on tomorrow. She'll roll forward, and um, I think she'll clear out to be that awesome. Mate, Grillsy's been on fire for yourself. Um, yeah, why is that? You know, he's riding extremely well. Is that your pre-race chats you're giving him, Robbie? Oh, mate, I don't say nothing to him. He's a legend, Grillsy, and uh, we all know the same. Craig Grills pays the bills, and. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lucky to have a, a fellow like that as my stable rider, you know, like, and uh, I'm a good mate. Uh, we have few beers and, and a bit of a uh, laugh, so no, it's, it's, we've got a good combination going. Well, some pretty stiff competition in the Taranaki Cup. There's Mary Louise in with a decent chance here. Oh, look, I'm thinking about multing all these horses up there, mate, Robbie, so talk me into it. Oh, mate, like, it's, it's a Aussie, um it's raced so far, uh, but she's a very progressive horse. But she's only had six starts, so she's only she's only been in, in, in this league. Um, I would be would be happy to run money uh, at a black bonnet for her. It's Group Three, and um, but from a draw, she's going to sit back, and I imagine she'll be following a horse like uh, Southwood Session into the race. Will get back as well, and um, from the draw, and yeah, I, I'm not saying she can win it, but she's very well. She's a very good horse, but uh, you know it'll be just watch tomorrow. But if she, if she starts up tomorrow, you know, we've got a pretty serious horse, I'd say. Beautiful, mate. And what's your best of the day for the punters? They're all listening. They want to know. Yeah. I've got one of the last that you haven't mentioned, Elgin Nala. Um, she's had four starts. She won her first start, and she's been looking for ground, but I've never really had the opportunity to get her over ground. But tomorrow she goes her 1,800, and uh, at 12s and 3s, uh, I reckon it's a real good each-way bet. And... If you want a, a certain bet to make money, you unleash top four dollar ninety, or you just you buy money, you're stealing off the TAB at that. <laughs> unleash top four, and how did you say that last night? Al Janala. Al Janala. Al Jamala. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much, Robbie Patterson, giving our punters a wee tip for your Friday to boot. Great to see racing back in New Plymouth, mate. Thanks so much, and all the best this weekend, Robbie. Uh, cheers, man.
There is. Robbie Peterson, another Taranaki stalwart oh, keeper. Yeah. They just keep on coming. Um, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Is this a Taranaki show? I don't know, mate. I don't know. But the boys, I don't think they realise it. When they're talking to these, these like, you know, you go, Ajit, he talk, talks about playing in Waitara on the old hard it's court there outside the high week. school. Robbie Patterson, the Sheik, we got Kane on. Um, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Carl Jameson comes on and see he grew up in Taranaki. <laughs> Oh, we'll ask him if he even knows where Taranaki is, mate. I don't even think you have a clue, but nah, it's awesome. Great to have Robbie Patterson on. Just get through a couple of these texts. Uh, one from Joe. Great to hear from our good friend Joey up in the North Island. He's a good man. Morena gents, if having a punt today, add this moral to your multi. Addington Race 7, number 6, Muscle Mountain. Paying a dollar twenty fixed odds will brain the slot of hacks. So jump on Kempi, add to your selection today, and we'll add some more cash in the weekend attack. Izzy, it's good to see you have a limit and gambling responsibly. Have a great day, gents. Cheers, our brother from the beautiful Gisborne. Joey, appreciate your message. And then another one from Jason. Had a nice little top-up, thanks to Brad, yesterday. Decided to reinvest all that into Kiwi Man this afternoon, Kimpy. Come on, Kiwi so, Man. <laughs> you better. You better get that done, mate. You better get the job done. And just a couple regarding my off uh, bomb squad going to the cricket. Izzy, Finn, the boy can bat. But yes, he is in two minds. A 70 or 60 fixes that. He was on his way to that the other day. Win run out, so it was close. It's close. I would swap him in position with Mitchell, just gives him a bit of time to watch and think about what he has to do. He can do it if you want me to have a chat. All good as he, Kevin from Titarangi, mate. Love that, love that. Maybe just drop him down the order, give him time to see what it's doing and time to get the, the new ball aging so he can come in with a bit more freedom. Yeah, I can see that happening as well, Kevin. Love that wee message, and just a couple more as well. I think it's time to start blooding guys with ability before the value guys like Salvi aren't there to help them. Where a guy like Nathan Smith, young, and has the ability to chip away at guys instead, we try working in guys like Duffy and at 29. How many years do we get take the younger guy in? It's an asset of the game. Harrison Marker talk, talking all things cricket. There's some more there as well, but I better get off and, uh, and shoot away, otherwise we'll run out of time. And he's, uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll read a few messages for, for the 8 o'clock hour. Yes, welcome back. We're coming up to 8 o'clock. And after 8, we're going to talk to Kyle Jamison. The tall, fast bowler is back in the test side. And it's great to see. I'm sure they'll be real happy with some reinforcements, reinforcements stocking the bowling ranks. Uh, a couple of messages here. Open with Gup and Finn. Kane 3, Devon at 4. There's another little suggestion for the Black Caps at the moment, trying to solidify that opening batting part position. And here's another one from an unknown texter. Hi, guys. Guppy is past it. Have a look at his big bash scores. Can't play spin bowlers. Need a clean out in the selector and coaching staff. Bring in Peter Fulton, at least as batting coach, Bob Carter. There's your problem from Ron. So do a complete washout, wipeout of everyone in the back room. Peter Fulton, knowing what he is off, and he's coaching Canterbury at the moment, doing a great job, and Bob Carter and the success he's had. So there you go. That could be a potential solution. Might have to ask Kyle Jamison that, Kimpy. Well, I'll tell you right now, Carl Jameson isn't going to be talking about the coaches. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. No way in the world. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, what do you call that? That's out of bounds. Yeah. It's out of bounds. So uh, some really good text messages coming on the back of um, your bomb squad, especially around, you know, everyone's passionate about the cricket. 
Um, and of course, it's the weekend. Tons of people with their uh, punt, their punts for the weekend have come in too. Loving the chat with Robbie Patterson, the boys are. Yeah, actually, as a homegrown Southlander who headed north, and it's great to see him doing well in the Taranaki and still rolling his R's from Charlie. Yeah, I can't believe why Southlanders do roll yards down there. But anyway, it's all good. Izzy, Al Jumala, I had it last start. It was coming. It's well and truly overs, and it's down half a kilo. I had 20 on it. After listening to Robbie, it's now $40 at 12s and all up with Unleashed. Kevin from Titarangi. There you go. Robbie Pat- Patterson tipping a few out. If you miss it, head over to Izzy Kempe. Coming up. Kyle Jameson, he's Aroha with the news Fukibara, building and shaping the future. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go, flying over cities down to Rio, it's real, love that I feel, oh nothing has forever but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go, flying over cities down to Rio, it's real, love that I feel, oh nothing has forever but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Yes, welcome back, Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's just after 8 o'clock. Hope you're having a big morning and a great morning to boot. And all, if you're up in Auckland, I hope you're doing okay and you're not too affected uh, regarding the floods. And, well, I hope you can all get away and, and enjoy the big long weekend. you got to remember it's Waitangi Day on Monday. So uh, the long weekend to boot. Uh, take care of yourselves, drive safe, and hopefully uh, you can put a smile back on those dials. Double eight, double three. We're going to be talking cricket shortly. If you've got any questions for our next guest, it's great to have him back in the fold, the one and only. There hasn't been a lot for Aucklanders to smile about lately with heavy rain putting the city into a state of emergency this time last week. What's been inspiring to see, however, is the way the city has collectively come together to help each other in their time of need. Kyle Jamieson grew up in this city and I'm sure his recent return to the cricket pitch for the Aces has put a smile to face of many. He joins us on the line now. G'day Kyle, how you doing bud? Yeah, good thanks, how are you? Yeah, we're good mate, we're good. Um, some great news this morning, you put a smile on plenty of faces. faces. The reinforcements are back, yourself, Matt Henry, how's the body mate, how are you tracking? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. It was obviously nice to um, nice to be included in that squad, and um, you know, to be back in the back in the fold for the first time in a while. So, um, yeah, body's feeling pretty good, and yeah, just excited to be back in that group. Mate, what's it what's it been like um, getting back out there? You know, throwing the nut down the pitch. You know, has it been coming out like you wanted, or has it been a quite a challenging time trying to get back to where you were? Uh, not too bad. I mean, I bowled, um, bowled plenty of overs, I guess, in practice and training and stuff, building back for these sorts of moments and stuff. But yeah, it's just been, I guess, just trying to get used to the rhythm of playing again. It sort of, um, sort of bowled to an empty net for a long time. So, uh, to, you know, to see a few batters in the middle and to um, actually watch the ball get hit before is probably a little bit of a um, change. So, yeah, no, nah, but it's been nice and it's been good to be back out there playing with the Auckland boys. For those who are unaware of your injury and just what it, uh, entails. Would you mind taking us through exactly what happened and and what what your recovery's been like? Yeah, I suppose it's just um, through bowling and stuff. A little bit of um, of a stress reaction in my back, and mm. you know the sort of rehab process just sort of tends to be a lot of just sitting around and just um, giving it time to recover. So there's not so much you can do to really um, speed up the process, other than just sort of sit and wait. So mm. um, it's just been a little bit of that for, you know, for the first sort of part of it, and then um, just sort of slowly just reintroducing. You know, you're running, your gym stuff, and then um, you know, and then you're bowling. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a like a frustrating one. There's no sort of like clear cut timeline or um, or anything like that. But 
just got to sort of um, go with how your body sort of allows it. Yeah, let's hope that uh, it all holds together for you, Cole. Congrats uh, for making the side, mate. How excited are you for facing the uh, Red Hot English? Oh, yeah, obviously very excited. It's been a, um, yeah, you know, obviously been a wee while since since I last played and um, just to be back in and around that group and um, just to, yeah, just be back in that environment is going to be the best part of it. You know, it's something I've missed over the last sort of um, seven or eight months. So, um, yeah, to have this chance now to be back with them would be cool. Mate, you just had a question come through from Kevin in Titarangi, and he just wants to ask you a quick question. Our bowlers are going for 12-plus uh, per over. You don't win from those percentages. Can you ask Kyle how he would correct this himself, different variations for certain batters? Like how would you approach what, what you've been able to see over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's certainly a tough one. I think um, probably the thing that's hard to tell uh, through watching on TV is how tough it is to play in India and how small some of those boundaries are and how flat some of those pitches are so mm. it's not a um, not an easy task to try and keep that run rate down there's no you know there's sort of very few bowlers that can kind of do that in those conditions but yeah I suppose you're just trying to um, you know use your variations and it just comes down to an execution thing at times it's you just got to be able to try and um, execute as best you can and um, keep them guessing and then you know just hope they hope they miscue some of them at times because um, yeah, with the way that you know those pitches are and the way those boundary sizes are, it's um, certainly not easy. Do you do you feel like the game's heading towards more of a better friendly game at the moment? Like the batsmen these days are just absolutely freakish with their ability to put it to all parts of the of the field. Like it's it's, it's a challenging. Like I was I felt for those bowlers going uh, India and facing those batters. Do you feel like you get a sense of that? It's heading into more of a attacking batting mindset. I think if you asked any bowler, I'd say the game's been heading towards batters for about the last five to ten years. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, it's certainly it's certainly getting that way. Like you know, the way that some of these guys are able to play nowadays, and coupled with some of the tracks that we're getting, and um, you know, and the boundary sizes, it doesn't make it you know sort of easy for bowlers. But it's just mm-hmm. sort of part of you know, I guess the cycle of the game that you just, you know you just got to adjust and adapt, and and hopefully at some stage it'll turn back our way too. Hey Cole, do you, do you sit there getting anxious watching what's going on up there in India and and knowing that you're going to walk in a camp and and on the back of that, what do you what do you take with you when you walk into the camp? What's your expectations? Energy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, not too much um, anxiousness, I suppose, around watching. It's obviously you're trying to just um, obviously learn what's going on as well, and um, you obviously care for the team. So you you know that's probably the hardest part is you know feeling like you can. Um, I guess try and contribute at times, but you're not able to be there, so that's probably um, the bit that's the hardest to get your head round. But yeah, obviously just getting back in the camp, just trying to yeah, bring some energy, as you know, mm. for some of those guys that are on the road for a wee while. So um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'll be pretty um, pretty fit to get back in there and um, yeah, just try and um, yeah, just try and yeah, bring some energy and bring my skill set and just see. See how that unfolds. Well, it's not all about the big time, Cole. You made your your, de- uh, your return to Whedon's Cricket Club down in Canterbury. How was linking <laughs> up with those guys, mate? Oh, mate, it was so cool. It was nice to be back and actually play. Uh, I think I had about four games of club cricket. You know, usually you sort of pop back into the old one, um, you know, every couple of years so to get a sort of consistent run. And, um, yeah, just to, just to be in that environment, it's, you know, I think for me it's, you know, when I view it, it's sort of like the purest form of the game in terms of there's no sort of, um, outside noise and no distractions and stuff, and it's just guys that really want to be there and you know and just um, you know enjoy the game. So yeah, it was cool to be back and um, get a few wins and just yeah share the sheds and 
talk a bit of smack and uh, yeah, just enjoy it. <laughs> you would have been on the barbecue, eh, mate? You're good on that, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a bit of experience now. I've been left stranded a couple of times. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. So have I. Hey, um, just tell us on, on, on the the pressure that the coaches are under. Um, do the players, both batting and bowling, have faith in the coaches that are coaching them at the moment? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's not something that probably that I've really thought about. So I think that's how much I guess confidence we have in our group and mm. you know as a whole. You know, through the playing group and all the support staff. So, um, yeah, I mean, whether it's there or not, I'm not too sure. I mean, we sort of keep a pretty pretty um, sort of tight-knit circle and stuff. So it's, you know, if, if there is that sort of stuff, it's on the outside. So, um, no, I certainly have complete faith in our group and what we're trying to do and where we're going moving forward. Nice, mate. Good to hear. Great to hear. Uh, just before we let you go, one last question. The conditions are very different over uh, in at the Bay Oval, at the Wellington Basin Reserve. So, how for for you the approach to those uh, pitching uh, pitches and the conditions that they're going to have to offer? What's your approach, mate? Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, it'll be a little bit different. The first test is um, obviously under lights and pink balls, so that'll that'll be a little bit different to um, I guess what you'll get in Wellington with the Red Bull. So um, Wellington tends to be a bit more seamer friendly than what um, than what the mount is. But, you know, with that pink ball under lights, it could be could be pretty spicy as well. So um, have to wait and see see what sort of unfolds and um, what sort of conditions we get up there. But, um, yeah, just looking forward to that challenge. What are those – bowling with the pink ball, mate, never had the opportunity. they wreck, wreck differently to, to the red nut? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's probably closer to a white ball than it is a red ball. Mm. Um it sort of tends to go round like quite a bit under lights, but then during the sort of daylight hours, it's sort of um, pretty flat. So um, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. I don't think anyone's really got a good handle on it, but sort of that's mm. sort of why it's sort of tend to team uh, tend to see teams try and bowl under lights a little bit more, um, just because you, you know just because of the movement you get. Hey Kyle, just a quick one for me. Just when you go back to the camp, mate, just can you say thank you from me and Izzy to all the boys for uh, just how how open and honest you guys have been and yeah, easy, mate, easily so accessible uh, coming on our, our our breakfast show, Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. Um, we just lose. want to say thank you. Win always lose. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, thanks for having us. Thanks Love so it. much, Kyle. You're a champion, mate. Go well, and uh, the England series are right behind you. And get one over Baza, will ya? <laughs> we'll try our best. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Here he is, Carl Jameson. He's back in the fold for the Black Cats. And, mate, I can't wait to see him ripping down that pitch. He's such a tall bloke, Kimpy, and he's he's got pace to boot. But when you're coming down from that height <laughs> and your ability to be able to bounce it, move the ball, oh, mate, they're going to be welcoming him with open arms. I'm, I can't wait to see him out there bowling the nut down. I reckon, I reckon what the – here's a thought. I reckon all the international teams, they should have, like, a um, – a joker card mm. for Kangaroo Court, and one of the jokers should be you have to face a Kyle Jameson with the pads on, you know. Because I've often thought like standing in front of those guys bowling at yeah, hundred miles an hour would be, be quite fearful. Yeah. So, um, hey, yeah, like I've like I said, I've been to Hedonley and I've watched England play Australia. I couldn't even see the ball. <laughs> Seriously, it was going that quick. Yeah. I'm like, if I can't see it as a spectator. What are the batsmen facing? Mate, trust me, I played golf with Fleming, Fleming every every Wednesday. And I was there at McLean Park the day that Brett Lee was steaming in and bowling 162 kilometres an hour. Crazy. And it's such a funny yarn. I was, I was like, mate, how, how are you seeing it? Mate, I didn't even see it. And he hit me so hard. It was so sore. It was, 
he reckons it's the most frightened, frightened he's ever been, <laughs> ever. Anyway, he goes to, I'm going to ask Millsy about this. He, he gets out to Brett Lee and he walks in the changing room and Cole Mills is on the table getting physio on his back. Yeah. And he goes, what are you doing? Sprays him. You know, you bowl bloody 120 kilometre an hour dollies. Get up. Get out. He was so angry, he reckons. He right? to Cole Mills. Oh, mate. Yes, you did right. But uh, it's been something I'll think about for a while, Kippy, regarding the game of cricket. It is heading towards a really batting. Everyone loves seeing sixes. Everyone mm. loves seeing fours and the aggression and yeah, you know, the, the sweeps and and the reverse sweeps. And it's a very entertaining game. But when you think about it from a bowler's perspective, it just it's it's hard. Like Kyle said, it's hard knowing when you bowl running in from thirty meters, thirty yards, and you're getting tonked to the boundary every single time. The 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 innovation of the bats at the moment. Well, oh, that's that's it. I remember you saying on mm. on uh, on the show early last week that you picked up Baz's bat, and and that's been one of the real crazy. Uh, yeah, light like as the, anything, like like a feather, right? And then you just tap it, bang! Not that I tapped it in the game, <laughs> but it is so amazing. So like the technology out there and everything is just leading leaning towards the batting. Uh, a batting style of a game, and it's it's hard for these these bowlers. And like you said, he's waiting for it to come back to to a bowling friendly game, where that bowlers have a bit more, you know, bit more things at their disposal to use. And, and it just makes it they've got to really put some more swing in the ball. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like if you're going to change the bat, oh, no. <laughs> put some more rubber bands underneath it. I don't know. Get your like sandpaper a, out like of your a, pocket, mate. Like a golf ball. Oh, see you go, sandpaper. Yeah. Well, maybe. Jeez, I can't believe how much they swung that ball into you that night. Oh, mate, it was it was slow too, and I was I was I had a concrete on my feet, but yeah, like it's it's an interesting one. Just where they're going to have to go with these bowls. But hey, great to see Matt Henry. Um, back in the fold too, he's been going great guns for the Black Caps and Tess. Tim Sally's there, so he'll be able to forge that. Bowling in partnerships, they always say. Keeping the pressure on in partnerships. And then Kyle Jameson, he is back in the fold. If you've just joined us, we've had Robbie Patterson on earlier on before the 8 o'clock hour, and he gave us a few tips. And if you want to get those tips, you've got to go over and listen to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, the podcast. Robbie Patterson, we've just had Kyle, Mills, uh, Kyle Jameson on, and uh, great to see him back representing the Black Caps. They're taking on England February 16th at the Bay Oval. How good is that? Baz McCullum, the boss, back on our shores with a different emblem on his chest. Coming up. Baz is back in town. (laughs) Hey, I just... Still struggling to, to to see it. I love seeing him up there at Lords because he had bare feet on and he had his feet up eating cucumber and lettuce sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> sipping on English breakfast, yeah, having a nice English breakfast tea. But he's back in the country and he's with the one and only England side, and they are flying at the moment. I think eight games, seven wins, Test in a first ever Test Championship win, series win over in Pakistan. How good. Pip Morris coming up for our TAB update, and no doubt she'll have plenty to talk about. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, we're 23 past eight. It's the third of Feb, and we're on our Friday, and we're in our home stretch, Kempe, but it's time to have a wee chat to the wonderful Pip Morris. Bet live on your favourite sports download. Download the TAB app today. Pip Morris, how you going? Good morning, guys. I'm good. Happy New Year to you. Haven't caught up with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Do you have a good break? 
I did, thank you. Not, not with the weather as everyone, but we managed to avoid it. We got some good fish, so it was very nice. Oh, where'd you go fishing? Uh, I went to nature. I managed to get a kingy off the bricks over there, so that was pretty awesome. And then we went to Coromandel the week after the flood, so we managed to get some nice fish there too. Beautiful. Napier providing the kingies. I'm heading there today, so I look forward to getting back to the mighty Hawke's Bay. Hopefully the weather can hold on and we can get a sunny old weekend. What do you got for us today, Pip? I'll plenty to look forward to, including the Waikato Guineas today. And Dynastics still holds the most turner, 30% of his all on the Waikato Guineas there. Zola Express is the best back in the cup at Taranaki to tomorrow, followed by Battle of the Ball. Unscripted is the best back in the Oaks prelude, followed by Contagious. And of course, with the weather and track conditions, you're going to be wanting to look for horses that can get through those grounds. And then the biggest bet in the Dunedin Guineas so far it's been $1,000 on Romancing the Moon, $2, but best back is Giddy to Giddy, who at least did throw out as his best bet on the form, and 66% of turnover on Predefer and the White Robe, and two-point cages quickly on the sports side of things, on the Lakers to beat the Pacers at $1.80 was put on this morning. Oh, we had a punter on yesterday. He got a beautiful power play. Young, um, who else was it? Jordan Paul and James Harden to score three plus threes. Three threes. And Jaden and Brown and uh, Trey Young paying nine bucks and he got it done. So there's some great little power plays out there for us to to head into. Have you got a goodie? What's your best bet of the weekend there, Pip? Oh, my best bet of the weekend today. I have to go for a little Allegro Ziggy today. Actually, I'm calling Palmerston North this afternoon, and she's in around race ten. She has three starts back, blue to the front. Her second start just got picked up, so I think she'll be better for the run. She's around two ten. I'd play her through multis. Beautiful, beautiful. And the league is back. Can the Panthers go back to back or was it just a, a little one off? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting all my players <laughs> they're all getting taken away from me, but I you know, I still keep the face. I'm Won't gonna, make I'm, the grand final. Oh, go away, you <laughs> <laughs> The Warriors The Warriors all win it. There you go. Pip. You heard it here first on his end, Kempe. Hey, thank you so much for catching up. Um, you have a wonderful weekend and go catch plenty of fish. I want a few fillets sent my way, please. Will do. You have a good weekend too. Thanks, See you. There you go. Pip Morris, watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. And a uh, message here from Kevin Izzy for $5 unleashed into Al Jumala win. And they'll give you $420. Very good odds, Kevin, from Titarangi. So he's sent away through a multi. Oh, I actually like that. And hearing from Robbie talking about um, Al Jamala in the last, saying that's his best. And, and Kevin watched this last race, and it ran extremely well. Flew home, and it's down half a kilo. Puns. Home track. Good money, home track. Unleashed, too. He, li- he liked Unleashed. He said, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough race, but it will be coming. So he's happy with both of them. Very, very good, Kevin. I think that's not a bad five bucks spent. Imagine putting five bucks on the multi this week on all those horses. Mm. You got the best bet, Kimby? What's your best oh, well, bet? Well, Seamus is the best bet. It's a dollar forty. Dollar forty or yeah. one? So Seamus will win. And I think uh, you took Robbie's bet where at the dollar ninety place, uh, you're going to have to go back to Izzy and Kimpy on the SENZ app, listen to the podcast to get that one. Uh, yeah, I think if you if you're smart in and around place bedding multis, there's plenty to be had this weekend.
Beautiful, Kempe. And on the weekend, it's a long weekend. What are you up to, mate? Oh, it is, actually. It's Jay's birthday tomorrow. So uh, I know you've got your mum's unveiling, so it's a big weekend for both the boys. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a, a special day. It's also Mookie White, um, my, one of my best mates, 60th birthday down in Taranaki, so all the boys are getting together down there. Happy birthday, Mook, if you're listening. Uh, sorry I can't make it down. It, as, uh, as you know, it clashes with the wife, and, yep, we can't... Uh, do one if we can't do the other. So uh, I'm sorry I can't be there. But, mate, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the weekend. And on Monday, I'm coming back in working with Rick Dog uh, mm. on Monday. So we've got the show kicking off Izzy and Kebby for breakfast, 6 till 10, Monday morning. Um, there's also one Warriors um, yep. promo that's just come out. It's coming out 8.30 this morning. Yeah, catch the exclusive Warriors preseason fixtures next Thursday by becoming a member today. Use code SENZ23 at checkout to receive 10% off. How good? Warriors.kiwi to find out more. So there you go, exclusive Warriors preseason fixture next Thursday. You become a member and get 10% off using the SENZ23 at checkout to receive 10% off. Can't wait to see the Warriors back in action and all signs and all the words coming out. Well, they are just words at the moment, but hopefully they can turn into actions. And just a quick message here, boys. Is the Taranaki track going to be heavy tomorrow? The Winger Tui track is going to be a, is going to be good, and that is a maybe why Graham Richardson has one starter in at Winger Tui. Kapinos in race three. Cheers, boys. Yeah, it's, it's looking heavy, Izzy, and uh, they've had rain all week, so I can't see it drying out to be uh, in too good a shape, but they've, they've had no racing down there, so it'll be in good order. Royden Burgesson, just a wee correction there. Royden Burgesson at Wingatui from an unknown text. I love all these tips coming through, but I'm going unleashed into Al Jamala, my chicken, a little Seamus there, to get me paid for the weekend. It's about time I got some money back from Pip Morris in the TAB. And you remember when I asked Paulie Mighty if he was working tomorrow? Mm. He lied to me, <laughs> didn't he? He did. He said, yeah, I'm working Friday. I always work Fridays, Paulie Mawadi. <laughs> you don't work Mondays either, mate. Hey, have you picked up your pension, son? Oh, mate, I can't wait to get home here, Kempi. My mum's, uh, I haven't seen her headstone yet. And oh, nice, mate. there's been photos coming through and my sister was like, do you want to see it? I said, nah, I'll wait till tomorrow. So going to have a real nice family weekend and I can't wait to go see see my mum. And it's quite funny. It's not funny, but kids, eh, they're really, they're just so inquisitive about everything. Until yeah. he was like, daddy, I want to see Nanny. I was like, yeah, I do too. And he's like, he's just like, can we just dig her up and bring her back up? <laughs> I really miss her, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." I was like, "No, darling, we can't oh, dig her up." The old but heart uh, strings, yeah. yeah, it's funny how they, 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 you know, they, they remember, and they always, but they don't understand why. No, that's and, and that's right. But they do remember, and that's the main thing we talk about. You know, is mm. never forgetting that they're always inside your heart, um, no matter what. And your kids will carry that for the rest of their life, just like uh, you are, mate. Enjoy your day tomorrow, yeah. Izzy. It's a day of you know. Uh, not just remembering, but celebrations of your mum's oh, yeah. life, um, and giving her a place, you know, her resting place, a final place for everyone else um, who needs to go back and spend some time with her, a place to go and sit. Yeah, you know. So I've been doing that for years. My dad died when when I was twenty one, um, so he didn't really get to see the best of my football career. Mm. And I've been going back there. You know, I used to travel back every year. Actually, um, just a, a quick little story. I used to, I used to fly home from Aussie, um, go out to Bruce's place, stay stay with him a night, put backpack on. I used to hitch home up north, and and it was funny, mate. I've had some 
some hell rides <laughs> on the way up north, um, being picked up with uncles, taking their peak hunting, all sorts of stuff. But the thing with it is I knew where my dad was, mm. um, and that's what you're doing tomorrow. You're going back, you're taking your whanau back there, it's for remembering, but mm. it's also a celebration, that celebration of, of your mum's life. So Plenty of tucker. Color. Plenty of tucker there, Kempi. I've got 20 power pies to pick up later today. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to get through today. No, no, no. All the families ordered power pies. And my good mate, Wisey, down on the Hawks Bay at the fire, fire station, he's a good man. He's, he's made up some buns and some power pies for us to go and feed our faces on. So I won't be giving those to any of my family. I might go hide them because they just <laughs> dev- devour them every single time. But anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back with some Joe headlines and our choices flooring poll results. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. 26 to 9 on a Friday. Almost there, boys. How good. Time for some gal headlines, filling your mission all year round. Vern Cotter has resigned as Fiji head coach seven months before the World Cup. The 61-year-old... Next door black coach. Yeah, maybe, maybe, Kempe. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows at this point? The fourth international head coach to leave his role in the past two months. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. So, yeah, maybe, Kempe, who knows? And uh, another news, up to 40 countries could boycott the next Olympics making the whole event pointless, pointless, said Poland's new sport and tourism minister um, after, uh, oh, sorry, after Ukraine was upset that Russia might be included mm. into, in the Olympic Games. So we'll see what happens there. You sound, uh, you sound a bit flustered, Joe. Is it something to do yeah, with, with, well, the, with is, the scales? It is actually, Kimpy. I, <laughs> I literally have just got like a call from my girlfriend, which I declined. Because uh, <laughs> I'm guessing oh, she's my. just woken up and heard the podcast. Um, and heard my choice of foreign poll at 7.30 when I mentioned her weight. So I'm just avoiding her at the point at the moment. I'm just a little intimidated by her. Um, never bring up the weight, Joe. Oh. Just one thing I'll, I'll say. You never, you always tell them they look lovely, beautiful. I love you for who you are and what you are. Oh, okay? I, I do. I totally do. I mean, she's perfect in every single way. Like, I, I, we've only been dating for a month and I want to mar- marry her. But mm. um, I should stop talking. Yeah, about careful, Joe. She's not going to listen to this results, podcast. Give us the results, Joe. Yeah, Give okay. us the results, good, brother. Good stuff, boys. Time for the choice of poll results. Uh, the question is, who would you want by your side in a crisis? This is off the back of let my... Let us know, mate. Let us know. you know. Kempi, you yep. were one of the options. You did not win. Richie McCaw, 66%. There you go. <laughs> did Kempi get any votes? Yeah, he got, he got like five votes. <laughs> I voted for Kempi. Five oh. That's right. The people that know me. They is there a reason me. why Dag wasn't involved in that poll? <laughs> you just don't trust me, Joe? No, I do, I do. It's just like, um, it's not even a question. Of course it would be you, Dag, you know? Love it. Your question would be, who would you want by your side at a party? And it would be Izzy, Dagger, Dag appeal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, boy. That was the old me, okay? No more. New year, new dag. Anyway, cheers, Joey, for those headlines and choices. Flooring poll, Richie McCall. No surprises there. The man can do no wrong. It is Friday, Kempi. It is Friday. And it is time for our tipple coming up. And it's a great opportunity to reflect on another big week. We're into week two. And it is flowing by. Back in the Friday. Front into our long, long weekend. So we're going to reflect shortly. Just a quick message from our text machine, dropping my son off at school. He commented, Panthers got more chance of going back to back to back to back than the Warriors winning. 
I've never liked them. That is from Murray. <laughs> Come on, Murray. Your, your son, mate, cut it out. Back to back to back to back. That's. Ooh. I think the Warriors will start winning before then, Murray. Actually, on that, Izzy, I'm not. I'm, I'm serious about Penrith. I'm picking them not to make the, the GF this year. Oh, that's a big statement. If you're picking the GF, Roosters, who? Cowboys. Roosters, Cowboys? Cowboys Why have no Cowboys? changes. They Toddy have lost Payton? nobody. Toddy Payton takes them to another level this year. Ooh, that's a hell of a statement. Well, who they got in their halves? Uh, they got uh, Chad Townsend yep. down at. Uh, he's gone up there and he's gone off the back of it. And then they got the, the uh, young, a couple of young boys running around. Is that where Dearden plays, eh? Yeah, yeah. He's a couple of young boys good. running around there. Um, Dearden is, I think. Oh, I think that kid plays for Aussie. Yeah, yeah. I think he does play for Aussie. He's I think, quality man. Yeah, I think he goes into that fourteen jersey. Eventually. Oh, there he is. The Cowboys taking on the Roosters. There you go. And Kempi, what's your thoughts on RTS heading back to the NRL? Will it happen? And who will pick him from an unknown text? Hey, Berg, I'm going to leave that one till probably Monday or Tuesday because I'm actually going to go and do some, some um, work. Who are you going to see? Well, I'm going Who's to go, got the bully? I'm actually going to go. Well, I'm actually going to go to bully. <laughs> and uh, we're going to find out because uh, if we're going to hear that type of news, we want to hear it first on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. There you go. Wait till Monday. Kempi's going to go get the bully from the bully and he'll let us all know Monday. Hey, you can actually save it for Tuesday, Kempi, because I'm back Tuesday, all right? Will don't, do. Don't spill it on Monday because I want to be here when it's spilled. And uh, I hope he doesn't go. I don't think we've seen the best of, of RTS. And I, I think at the moment he probably hasn't been given that opportunity to, to showcase what he's about. I've always stated I'd love to see him in the outside backs. That's just my opinion. I just want to see him with more ball in hand, freedom. His, his, he's got the best step in the game, best step in the NRL when he was playing. And he's playing at 12, mate. Just be a battering ram and run straight and run hard. Nah, don't like it. Get him in the outsides and then I reckon we'll see the best RTS and he won't go anywhere. And we won't be talking about this situation right now. He's probably getting treated not how it all panned out for him. Um, so he's, yeah, hopefully Kempe can go find that body. Bully. Friday Tipple <laughs> coming up. We're going to be reflecting on a big old week. Can't wait. Back shortly. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Love that tune, Kempi. We've made it. We've made it to the end of another week. <laughs> How? I don't know. <laughs> but we've made it to another week of bringing you all things sports, some great guests. And now we're going to reflect on it. Starting off the week, Louis and Kempi were live from the Caracas sales on Monday just the night before. Novak Djokovic beat Stefano Stitsipas to win the Australian Open title. So we had David Mustard on the show to recap the tournament and got him to weigh in on the GOAT debate and whether Novak is now the greatest. If you look at all the stats that he's now achieving, and remember he's only 35, um, some of the, the predicting that he could win another three slams, you know, you would have to have to say that pretty much the stats are saying that he is the GOAT on that front. There he is. 
the goat. It's a bit. It's a sign that's been touted with everyone in sport. Like, who is the greatest of all time? Well, Novak has punched his way to be a part of those conversations again. And David, appreciate your time, mate. Yeah, well said, David. Rafa for me, though, boys. And after both our <laughs> men's and women's seven sides won their tournaments over in Sydney, we had Nahui Mugavi Black on, and he had a little bit to say about. Our mate, Mr. Eddie Jones. Were you celebrating towards Eddie Jones and saying, get out of my stadium? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have if I'd seen him. I could have bloody seen him. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, mate, but those bloody Aussies are parading him around like he's the saviour. Oh, I know, mate. <laughs> Hope back by man. I feel sorry for Renzo. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. We had to bleep out a couple of ex- uh, a couple of words there. He got pretty pretty fiery, was Narohi Kempi, but he, he was awesome. Great guess. Uh, they, and they had a chance this year winning that uh, that title back. They've gone one win and one second uh, mm. before they go back to the States in the next one. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. New Zealand tennis pro Ajit Rai joined us, and after talking about Davis Cup and the ASB Classic, we decided to ask him what he's been getting up to in his spare time. I've been getting pretty good at laundry. So yesterday, <laughs> I chucked my stuff in the dryer, thinking it was the washing machine, and left it in there for 30 minutes, came back, and my clothes oh my. were really, really hot and dirty. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that added an extra hour to my process. So, um, yeah, it's all about learning and growing, you know. <laughs> it's a lonely sport, tennis, Kempi, and unless you know, Vic, when you've got, you know, waiters at your disposal, or you got help, Right there and there, she's a lonely sport, and Legit learned that the hard way, putting his washing in the dryer. Hell yeah, I've seen him down and go and ask him to get a bucket of steam the next time he's in Waitara. And we caught up with Will Jordan for an update of his injury and how his return to training's been going. But after he announced his retirement from the Black Clash, we had to ask Will about the event and why he wasn't there. I just thought I'd give you a chance at the top of the order, Izzy, to just really set your mark on the event. I heard you couldn't bowl this year, so I thought, well, I'll open up all your space at the top of the order and give you a chance to spread your wings, and you let me down horribly. Yeah, I know. So I stamped my mark yeah. while I stamped my feet on the ground. I didn't move them, mate. Yeah. I was an anchor. Hopefully, I'll be back next year. I was a bit worried about dropping my average in the event this year, so I thought, give a few other blokes a go. <laughs> Rito's started to take the spotlight a bit, actually, so I might have to come back in and um, rekindle my ring partnership up with him. <laughs> I tell you what, when he goes back to the Black Clash and he gets out for a duck, we get him straight back on. Straight back on, mate. He's, he's a one-hit wonder. Oh, Will Jordan. <laughs> nah, but it's great to have him on the show and, and just really good to see his injury update is progressing nicely and we want to see him back on that field because we know how important he is if we're going to go through to France and have any chance to win that World Cup. And our toast of the week, the one and only, the Philadelphia Eagles are off to the Super Bowl and what a great chat we had with the Philly captain. Let's go! And he even called out our very own Joey Bell. I don't know if I, if you guys remember our conversation last week. I told you. Nay, I guaranteed you that the Philadelphia Eagles would be going to the Super Bowl. It's so sad that Joe had to call out. I wish I could talk to Joe and just tell him how much of a good time I had yelling at 49ers fans all weekend. How dare they invade my city? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. He was coming for you, mate. He was coming for you. That was all our guests. And uh, it's been a good week. If you've missed any of those interviews or anything, you can head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCN app and catch all of those. We've got Smithy coming up.
I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Yes, Smithy, tell the world I'm coming home. What's the weather doing, Smithy? How you doing, Smithy? Yeah, good, uh, Israel. I'll just fair to say it's overcast, man. Overcast at very best, but mild, so you won't yeah, you won't need your, your cannery sweater, as we say, but uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's not looking great, I've got to say. Oh, man, I hope it's a good day tomorrow. Got all the family. I'm looking forward to getting back home. Smithy, it's been a wee yep. while, um, but big news this morning, mate. Obviously, the test team, team was announced overnight, and uh, a couple of inclusions there. You've got Kyle Jamison, who we just had on our show this morning. He's back in the fold. You're Matt Henry. Um, you've got obviously the omission of Ajaz Patel. So, are you happy with the makeup? Uh, sort of. I, I sort of. I feel for Ajaz Patel. I mm. really do. I mean, he just hasn't had a chance to continue to develop his game. I would have thought he was so full of confidence having got 10 wickets in the oh, innings yeah. and, you know, being one of the focal points. And now where his, his confidence levels are at, I would not know because it appears that a lot of people haven't got too much faith in him. So I, I would think that'd be quite damaging personally. Um, you know, you can't do much more than what he did. Um, and uh, he hasn't really been been given a lifeline since. So I feel for him. I, I think he is a genuine spinner. Uh, mm. I think he probably... I- um, you know, with perseverance, could have been a very, very good spinner. I doubt he'll get the chance now. I couldn't understand the way they approached him after that attempt for Smithy. You'd think he'd be one of the first names on the list with what he did over in India, but, yeah, he never really got a chance. Is there a reason? Have you heard anything in, in the pipeline? Well, I, I don't think, uh, you know, that when he came home that they didn't want to produce cricket pitches that were conducive to spin, which ruled him out straight away. Mm. Uh, so he, he, I, I don't think he got a fair crack there um, because of uh, the style of cricket they wanted to play. Um, now, of course, uh, they are probably entertaining the thought of spin being a factor in this test match. That's why they've included uh, basically uh, two spinners with uh, Ish Sodi and Michael Bracewell. Um, and, you know, they probably anticipate that this pitch will wear a wee bit more. Mm. But he doesn't get a look in there either. So I, I was quite surprised. I actually thought when Gavin Larson told us yesterday they were going to name a ex- slightly extended squad that Ajaz Patel would be in it. Um, I'm quite surprised that he's not there. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised Kyle Jamison is in there because mm. I, I wouldn't have thought he had the bowling workload to uh, be guaranteed of uh, a test spot. And if I look at the balance of the side and they do incorporate spin, uh, then I, I think they're only going to have uh, room for three seam bowlers, which uh, if he if he's one of them, um, means quite a lot of workload. Yeah, big workload. And you did right. I was reading he only got up to about nine over spells, or he's bowled nine mm. over, all over. So yeah, you know what it takes to play test matches five days. It's a hell of a lot of time. You look at the other side, England. You know the pose, and, and I just can't believe what we're about to witness with Baz. Is he going to sing "God Save the Queen" or "God of Nations"? He won't sing at all. <laughs> he won't sing at all, Baz. Because probably, probably because he doesn't know the words to either song. That would be fair, but. Um, <laughs> I reckon the best part about what Baz has achieved uh, coming here this time, he's managed to fit a cricket tour in between golf appointments and race meetings. <laughs> it's, it's quite, to me, that's quite astounding how you can actually get two test matches in between all those South Island golf courses uh, and all those North Island race meetings. He's all for free. All he's for free, Smithy. <laughs> all for nothing, yeah. Exactly, Kempy. And that's why you're sitting in his chair for nothing, eh? That's right, exactly. You do nothing, you get nothing. Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, awesome, Smilly. Well, you have a good weekend, mate, and uh, hopefully we can bump into you. I'm, I'm heading home and I can't wait. It's going to be a, a great weekend. Yeah, take care and cheers for your time. Cheers, boys.
There he is. He is Smith. Uh, appreciate all, all your help this week. It's been a fun old week. And have a great long weekend. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. See you later.